I'll record a local file on my end as well to send over to you. So, because Zencaster's been suspicious lately, they've been selling our data. Probably, I, mean, I hope they I, do. I would assume so. That means they know something. They already know everything that there is to know about us. So, there's do you think there's more. enough of our audio out there so that you could deepfake reliably deepfake our voices, make us say stuff? <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> that would be so crazy. There's like over 150 hours of our audio out there. I'm going to go back I to said. engineering school just to do that, just so I can be like, I made an AI listen to 150 hours of gaming together, and this is what it put together as an as a episode. What I would really want is just like, I want a Hatsune Miku of just me and Nave, just so I could like <laughs> splice it into songs or something. Like, all right, here's me and Nave singing this. And just like, Wanted Dead or Alive by Bon Jovi. Right. <laughs> but of course, you know, Bon Jovi singing that. But so we'll just have one of us do the guitar noises in the background. The yeah, time. that would be so perfect. <laughs> Oh, God. So, um, all right. Whenever you're ready. Do I have to do the intro? Yeah, of course. That's the rule. <laughs> I just thought I was doing the. Oh, Jesus. Okay. Okay. Uh, hello, and welcome to Gaming Together, a cooperative podcast. I'm your host, Philip, and I'm here with my co op partner, Nave. Each pod we play through a cooperative experience, then relate to you, the listener, if this game is the creme de la creme of co op or something better off playing solo. Guys, how are you doing today? I'm that was doing good. great. Yeah, it was really good. I, it's I always totally practice. Don't worry. <laughs> it's always interesting to see where someone messes up. Yeah. And for you, it was the, uh, the co-op partner name. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I messed up the word podcast, too, which is ironic, considering I probably said it more than any other word. So, <laughs> yeah. But I am actually Philip, and Nave is my co-host. And we are joined once again by Eric from SideQuesting, and, but now more recently, the Unlockables podcast. What's up, guys? How's it going? Um, yeah, I'm excited to be back with my new project here. I know that, uh, yeah, I think the last time you guys had me on, I think it's in your notes here, it was for, I think, Halo Infinite beta had like just launched or Halo had just oh, come yeah. out or something like that. The that like, beta had just released, and that was all the way back on November 19th, which this episode should be coming out the 20th, I think. So it's our like yearly anniversary. Whoa, it's like the one year celebration of Eric coming on the podcast. This is so, uh, we totally didn't plan it that way at all. Yeah. No. <laughs> It's awesome. Yeah. So your new show, uh, you took a little hiatus from side questing and then you came back with a vengeance with <laughs> unlockables. And one thing I gotta say unlockables, it is a very, I want to say like wholesome show, <laughs> not necessarily like, uh, like it's only, only good, only good vibes, but it's just like very true to the gamer feeling. You know what I'm saying? Uh, like if you want to tell our co-op partners at home, what the show is to you that'd probably be better than my interpretation yeah i definitely uh in like the doom and gloom of like the 21st century and doom scrolling and all that fun stuff yeah i, I did want it to be like uh yeah i guess you could say good vibes i build as the story of video games to people who play them and the memories made along the way so when side questing kind of stopped happening because me and my co-op partner were were just you know our schedules weren't lining up and it was difficult to do that um i just kind of thought about the concept of like video games is this thing that we play in these stories we experience but so many people have like such great memories around like oh we were like playing video games with our friends and it was so funny it was such a great time and all this stuff and like i wanted to like explore that side of it 
Uh, so that's kind of what I've been doing. I have people on and, and Nate was gracious enough to come on and like, I shared some, some really cool stories with him. And, um, that's kind of what I, the focus of the show has kind of been on, uh, ever since. And I've just kind of been interviewing everybody in our kind of our little podcast community here. And, and I don't really like try to pressure people to come on and like, you don't have to share like a philosophical life-changing story. Be like, Oh my God, like video games saved my life. Uh, but people have chosen to come on and share like really touching personal experiences and stories about gaming and parts of their lives and stuff like that. So it's, it's been a really cool experience. So yeah, I've, I've really tried to like bring positive vibes to a community that on the outside looking in doesn't always get the best reputation. Uh, so, and that's kind of what I've been doing ever since. Nice. Yeah. I've caught about, maybe eight episodes at this point. Uh, like I just drove down to um, Dallas for a wedding yesterday and nice. I was like, Oh, this is a perfect opportunity. I'm going to be on the road for eight hours. I know what I'm going to listen to the whole way. <laughs> I'm sorry. Eight hours is way too much of me for anybody. So I apologize. <laughs> I mean, no, like you definitely, it's, it's funny because you, I think it was like on your third episode, you talk about like, I, I don't know who's ever going to start with episode one or something like that or episode <laughs> zero, but I started with episode zero. Besides, you know, listening to Naves, of course, but going back and listening through, it's weird because it is a time capsule of like Elden Ring and then it really is. Uh, <laughs> then like get the gaming like industry, like screwing up with like Blizzard and stuff like that. And then Ukraine. And I'm like, oh, man, this is like a slice of time. Just yeah. this, like the eight weeks I listened to. And I'm like, this is crazy. It almost seems like a completely different year because, yeah, all, all that stuff happened like this year. But when you go back and listen to it, you're like, oh, yeah, like that stuff did happen this year. Ever since the pandemic, time's just been an illusion. But uh, I appreciate you listening. Um, I listen to you guys every week. I'm, I'm huge fans. And oh, thanks. Like I, yeah, like I said, Nave got to come on and share some awesome rock band stories and stuff with me. And uh, Phil, we're going to get you on in the future. I got some awesome plans coming up. So stay tuned oh, I'm for definitely that. down. <laughs> How do you feel about my the philosophy of wasting the listener's time for half an hour to an hour at the beginning of every episode? How do you feel about that? I talked uh, about I it last week. Yeah, no, I think it's fine. I think the listeners are here for you guys. So more, and that's why I come too. is like, I like, I love seeing like what games you guys play and stuff, but like I live for like the Phil Nave banter. That's like a hundred percent why I'm here. So <laughs> now the big survey question, have you ever done the halfway shut off that we tried to pioneer in the last episode where it's like, Oh, I, I haven't played Elden Ring yet. So I'm just going to listen to the first half of the pod and then shut it off before I get there. No, I pretty much listen to anything through, even if I haven't played it, because my God, yeah. And Dave does this thing from Tales from the Backlog. He has like the spoiler wall and stuff. And like he's played a ton of games that I haven't played and like story stuff that probably shouldn't be spoiled. But my memory is so bad because I just listen to like so many episodes that by the time I like go to play a game, I just I don't even remember what happened. Or like I already know like all the major twists because like pop culture is just so huge that like stuff gets spoiled for you. So I just I just throw it on one work and listen to it all the way through. I don't bother trying to like stop halfway through or anything. My favorite is whenever I forget a twist in a game that I've already played yeah. where I'm like, oh, wait, Booker was Elizabeth the whole time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Stuff like that. Right. Classic Torok twist at the end of that game. <laughs> <laughs> well, we are a weekly gaming podcast, and this week we are talking about the seminal game Cuphead. But before we get there, let's talk about the games we've been playing this week. Nave, what have you been playing? Um, I beat Rampa 3. I know. Claps for you, Nave. Clearing out your backlog. I'm proud of you. Yeah, I, w I got a little obsessed with it. I couldn't stop playing it. And uh, the second to last uh, trial really kind of grinded my gears a little bit because it did <laughs> it did a Tony Hawk Chrysler kickflip over and over and over and over again to the point where I was yeah. like, I don't care anymore. Just tell me who, who it is. <laughs> Just who done it. 
Yeah, I have a lot of tolerance for that stuff, and even there, even I was just like, oh my god, just get it over with, just let me know. But um, it was still good in the end. The ending of Danganronpa 3 is absolutely worth 260 hours of Danganronpa to get to. <laughs> That's so much. This might be a controversial opinion, but I don't think it is. Danganronpa 3 is probably the best one by far, especially with the production value and everything. But um, Philip, just whoa, so whoa, you know. Production value. The, well, so Real the quick. first two. Oh, go for it. I thought you were asking. Uh, me a Jana was looking at the screenshots you put on when you finished the game, and you put a little blurb out on our Instagram and went to Facebook and everything. And Jana was looking at it because she's been watching me play through the first one, and we're down to like the last seven students at this point. And oh, nice. Yeah, like we are nearing the end. Are you playing it I with think. her? Like, is she like watching and participating with you? Now? Yeah, she's watching. She's like, Good. "Who do you think did it?" And I'm like, "Hmm." The uh, the the weeb guy that draws his own fan stuff or whatever is looking real <laughs> sus. <laughs> but uh, yeah, guy. she's like, man, looking at the, the just the, the screenshots that you put up, the third game looks so much better. I'm like, yeah, the old the old ones are just Game Boy games that they upresed. You know, like, essentially, yeah, they really are like that. And um, there there's so many different mini games that are just like absurd. Like there's an entire chat. Well, I can't talk about it. I was just about to spoil something. But um, yeah. So Danganronpa three, really good. Philip. So if you don't care by this point, you know if you care or don't care about the little uh slice of life part of the game where you go around giving people gifts and getting to oh, know free people. time. Um, I moved through free time very quickly. Yeah. So you can just go to sleep if you don't want to do that. I should have told you that last week, but you can literally just go to sleep and then it'll just uh waste the day. And go straight but I'm missing story. out on content then, Nave. Well, <laughs> it's not really content. That's what I was saying. At this point, it's, you know everything that happened. You're just getting tiny little tidbits of information about each character, and that's all you learn. So it's only for people who want to – like. Gen it's either for people who want to genuinely learn about these characters or for people who just want the skills that they get. In which case, I would just go onto the internet and look up everyone's skills and just uh, decide from that way. But yeah, you can just get that stuff. Make the game a little bit not as long. Anyway, very good. Yeah, what else you been playing? Um, Vampire Survivors released on Xbox on Game Pass, and this Let's game is go. absolutely just crack cocaine. <laughs> and I didn't believe it from the way it looks. I'm just like this game looks like kind of dumb, but um, it you just can't stop playing. And almost every run, every good run, is 20 to 30 minutes long. And so it is like you lose your entire day to this game, and you <laughs> don't even realize that it's happened to you. It's a hundred percent true. It's, is this your first time playing it? Yeah. Oh, man. So I got it when there was the early access hype around that. So I got it like, on my laptop and stuff. And like I played it like around when the new year rolled over and my wife was at work and like I got up at, like 11 or something. And I was like, all right, I want to just like check this out, play Vampire Survivors. I'll play a couple of rounds. And then like next thing you know, it's like 630 p.m. and my wife is coming home and I hadn't accomplished anything. Yeah, it's it's literally like video game drugs. It's it's so good. You know, you actually it, talk about that in like episode one of unlockables oh, you know, or something like that. actual episodes <laughs> yeah you're like you talk about it you're like yeah i just got it on steam early access it's only like two dollars and fifty cents or something and oh, meanwhile i'm like yeah man i remember vampire survivors that was sweet and it just came to xbox what are the odds yeah very topical <laughs> very topical yeah it's it's so good but yeah, i played it on um pc game pass whenever it came on oh yeah and i just I think I just played it for like four days straight until I unlocked everything. <laughs> and then I'm like, well, I'm not going to play this until, you know, nine updates in the future because it was still early access to when I was playing it. Right. 
that makes me wonder how much has been added to because there's a lot of shit there's like 140 achievements and i'm just like oh no oh, like no. i'm like 70 or 80 in and i'm just like I, I i can't even see the horizon yet i'm still like i got this to do and this to do and this to do these characters i still need to play it i'm like fuck Damn. Based from based from early access, they added a lot of stuff. And the fun fact too about that guy who like created and developed it, he ma- he spent eleven hundred British pounds making the game and put it out that way. So now like fast forward like a year later and he's on Game Pass, like that's insane to think about. But for sure, it's, really... it's not my game of the year. But because it's still Elden Ring, <laughs> Elden Ring is definitely that's just going to be game of the year, and everyone's just going to have to deal with it. But this is number two. Well, this is no God of War. Of <laughs> no no God, God of War. Were you too poor to own a PlayStation, Nave? You didn't no. play God of War. I don't have a child, so I can't empathize with boy. <laughs> anyway, right, um, uh, what else do you have on here? Signals? So there's this Seagulls? game called uh, Signalis. It's signals, but there's an it it's it auto corrected to signals in our notes, but it's like signalis. There's an I in there somewhere, and um, this game is so my friends came over last night. They spent the night. We all got fucked up. We played Rock Band, and uh, I don't know. We did something. We played that card game, the uh, deck building. Teen Titans deck building game. Yeah, yeah, actually, he bought another one. So we played oh, no. a, just a DC superheroes one with like Shazam mm. and a whole bunch of other people I've never heard of before because who the fuck knows any DC characters? And <laughs> yo, they got Animal Man in there. They got Swamp Thing. <laughs> no, but I got Hawk Boy. I think his name. I don't remember. There's Red Thunder or something. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, man. Dude, but, I want um, one of those games, but just give me the Hanna Barbera like superheroes, like uh, Space, Space Ghost? Ghost in them. Yeah, there Dude. you go. Get me That'd a Space awesome. Ghost deck building game with Zorak, Moltar. There's so many characters. Bo- uh, Harvey Birdman? Harvey yeah. Birdman, yes. <laughs> Good lord. Um, but uh, anyways, so uh, my friend went to go do something. I can't remember what. And so it was just me and Jesse just sitting around. And I play- I showed him Vampire Survivors. He's like, this is pretty cool. And then he's like, have you played Signalis yet? Go ahead and play it because you're going to love this. And I was like, okay, cool. And ter- it's very uh, Resident Evil uh silent hill like it it's not scary it's very moody and atmospheric it might be scary i'm not sure but it's like it's like a god camera you know you're moving your character and there are like save points and an inventory and you have the little heartbeat just like in resident evil it shows if you're okay and stuff like that it's very resident evil in that way and um what's important about this i'm like eight or nine beers in whenever i'm playing this right i get to (laughs) the first puzzle and my friend has beaten this game already, so he's wondering if I'm going like if I'm going to figure out how to do the puzzle. The puzzle is just nine buttons, right? Three by three. And the solution of the puzzle is earlier in the level, I found a Polaroid, and I'm supposed to inspect it, look on the back of it, very Resident Evil, rotate it to the mm-hmm. back, and you'll see the answer on the back of that Polaroid. I didn't do that, so I clicked on that puzzle. I saw the buttons, and I'm drunk, so I'm just like beep boop 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 boop. And I solved the puzzle on accident on the first try. <laughs> Hell yeah. You jerk. Like you a big fucking brain genius. jerk. And the best part was, so I solve it, and it's like whatever. And all it doesn't like immediately do something. But I walk away, and I go out of the room, and Jesse's like, did you solve that puzzle on the first try? And I'm like, I don't know. Go back and look at it. And, of course, it is solved. So that was I'm, – I'm a uh, prophet <laughs> is what I'm trying to say. But the game seems pretty good. Philip, you might like it. Yeah, There's it, also this on, cute. Is that Game Pass? Yeah, Game Pass just released. Uh, I'll play it then. It's and uh, what's really cool is there's this goofy little Easter egg where you click on the save and it's like select a save station and then, then it says 
continue without saving and when you click continue without saving it flashes red on the screen for a second it says you will forget uh, you will regret that and then it fades <laughs> away and then it goes back yeah. to the game i'm just like That's oh funny. you oh you game <laughs> Right, anything yeah. else? That's it, really. A rock band, but none to report on that game. All right, Eric, what have you been playing this week? So, uh, unlike Nave, I did succumb to the Dad of War hype, and I did pick up uh, God of War, and that's pretty much been consuming my life the last several days. Game of the year. I would. I I thought it had a chance. Uh, early no non spoiler review for this. I'm about like 12 hours in. Um, yeah. I think I read on Twitter that somebody else put it best. Is like this feels like the swan song for the PlayStation 4 because they were forced to develop this Yikes. game for both consoles. Um, yeah. It still looks great. It looks really, but it's pretty much relatively similar to the first one. If you played the first one, you, like you kind of already know what you're getting. Um, kind of like a lot of the PlayStation sequels that have come out for their quote unquote hit first party titles. Uh, I, I just feel like it's like, like for me, the combat, the gameplay, all that stuff is like really familiar. Like really I'm here for like the conclusion of the story, which I felt was like really compelling. That was the reason I went back. Um, I guess I wasn't expecting it to be like exactly the same, but the, the similarness to the one from 2018 is, is, uh, just as I'm going through the game, I'm just kind of like, yeah, I kind of like felt like I've done this before. Uh, I think it's still a really good game. It's probably one of the better games that came out this year uh, but just kind of going through it and just kind of looking at oh my god like elden ring came out like that was just a huge juggernaut i i don't think that this god of war dethrones elden ring from game of the year it's early initial thoughts unless like the story comes along like completely like blows me away at the end then i, I don't think that that happens uh, even though i don't didn't play elden ring i'm probably the only person on planet didn't play elden ring so yeah early non-spoilery review for for god of war the story is still really good the character growth between Kratos and Atreus still, it's been pretty good. It's been interesting to see, like I could foresee them in the future, like maybe on the PS six, like putting both these games together, releasing them as one game. Cause it kind of just feels like it should be that way. But yeah. that's, that's kind of like my initial quick little thing right there on God of war. I've seen a lot say- online. Uh, it seems like there's something in the game and I, and no one's saying exactly what it is, but there's some kind of like tr- shift that happens every now and then that just completely derails the, the momentum of the game. And I'm wondering if that rings any bells for you or if you like a weird don't experience it or something. I'm, ex- I'm assuming it's going to be like some kind of story, like walk slow with your hand to your ear gears, of yeah. War thing, but it's like it's- extended version of that. It's funny that you said that because I feel like I just played a part last night that was like that it was a pretty significant character development spot for Atreus, the the boy. And even though it was like really cool, like the, getting this information about him again, you're just kind of it was kind of like I'm like, all right, I've been at this like slow spot for like 45 fucking minutes. Like, <laughs> please, like, please get me back to like killing stuff which is like what i kind of like to do in this game uh yeah it there the the pacing does feel a little jarring um but at other points there are points where like they're sitting around a table like having dinner and talking and i'm like oh that's actually kind of cool it's like these mighty god beings are just like chilling like having dinner and like hanging out like the rest of us like really cool really cool moments like that but yeah like i said i'm about 10 to 12 hours in according to the gracious uh time to beat uh, estimation by IGN they said it's anywhere between 25 and 60 hours depending on how much optional content you do it's a big range. so yeah I could either be halfway done with this game or a quarter done with this game I have no idea so yeah diving into that I it's like I said it's still one of the best games that came out this year but I just 
not quite hitting the same way that that first one did if i'm being 100 honest so the whole like eating at the table thing makes me i don't know why but i made a little story in my head of like in skyrim what the npcs think like what does the dragonborn do on his free time and you're just like <laughs> fishing like <laughs> just doing yeah. nothing <laughs> They just seem like hopping up the side of a cliff like that. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah that's ex- exactly kind of the hundred percent divides. You're just like, oh yeah, like these are actual. I mean, they are gods, like they are gods, but they also like are people too, and they eat and they just kind of, yeah. Kratos and Atreus aren't always just killing people. They're like hanging out most of the time. This is the parts of the game you're playing is the exciting parts, obviously. So I've been playing that, and then I've been trying to wrap up uh, after I finish God of War. I'll probably be trying to wrap up, and I've been playing a little bit this week too. Uh, Xenoblade Chronicles Three which is another like hundred hour long game. And that game is just, I've been stuck in chapter three for probably like 10 hours. And I don't know how many chapters there are. It's, it's, it's a long haul. You're a grinding problem or what, what's the hold up here? It's just a long ass game. It's like every, so the, the main thing is you're like walking through the map and like doing combat. You're doing like JRPG shit, obviously. And, they set like a quest marker, like every 250, like whatever the unit of measurement is, like they put the little quest marker on your screen and you go there like every 300 steps or whatever it is. And then, so you do that. And then there's like a cutscene. and there's like a, sometimes like rather long cutscene, like five to 10 minutes. And then, then okay, you're out of it. Was and then it Yakuza? Set, <laughs> no, <laughs> I don't, I don't think it's quite as good as Yakuza, but then they, they set the marker again. Now it's like 400 steps. So you go like 400 steps and then, Oh, there's now there's another five to 10 minute cutscene, And it's just like, how long can this keep going on for <laughs> like like seriously and at the big like the big conclusion parts of like the chapters and big like story inflection points some of these cutscenes are like 30 to 40 minutes they're like so long and there's so mm. much shit that happens and i'm like oh my god that being said it's a very emotional story about like life and death and like what you choose to do with your life and this kind of stuff so like i'm feeling all these like existential moments while also being very annoyed at like having a cutscene where anime characters whine at me every like five to like five minutes basically so better than two uh, better than two uh, is it better than two i think right now it's better than two two made me feel weird when i played it dude that's that's my feeling too because <laughs> like, like i have it and i'm like oh this is one this is supposed to be one of the great rpgs because apparently the xeno series is really big i right. just got the switch i didn't have any games so i'm like i'll just get a, an rpg just to fill my time and i got right. xenoblade 2 without playing any of the others in the series and I was so confused that it is like a weird gotcha Pokemon waifu game half the oh, time. Like, dude, it is that, that was what confusing. threw me off too. Where it was just like, uh, like I would be okay if it was like a gotcha. Like I understand like the concept they're going for, but just the way, and I understand it's like a different culture and stuff. But like, yeah, the way they like design. Well, you can't some give them the like, pass anymore on that because I, like no, different uh, culture has some good games like Yakuza. True. And then there's Xenoblade too. There's some horny shit in Yakuza, dude. <laughs> but this is like so the concept behind two is like you're you have like a wielder who's like called the driver and then you have like their basically like human servant called like a blade and like some of these solo called blades are like scantily clad like very large chested like young girls that come out of like crystals you get from like a like it's basically like a like a mobile gotcha game and it's like the concept of like these people being like your servants is like kind of weird and uncomfortable no it's real crook yeah it's like i'm playing it and if i'm feeling uncomfortable and then it's like of course i play with my wife always right next to me and i'm like i'm like you see this and she's like oh i'm seeing this like this is insane yeah that stuff is a lot more toned down in three like there's a lot more story and focus on like the story and like the characters and like yeah everybody's a little bit more 
in proportion <laughs> if i could say that the nice way probably okay but um yeah i'm probably gonna see that like through to the end like i've heard like for me right now in my life i enjoy a good story in a game and the story seems to be pretty compelling like it's life and death and existence i like stuff that makes me feel sad so i'm gonna probably yeah. see that through to the end for sure um it, it, i mean i put in 100 hours on xenoblade 2 i feel like i have to see this one through the end so um those are the the two big ones and then I'm probably just gearing up. I think Pokemon comes out next week, and I'll probably just pick that up because I'm a sucker for Pokemon. So that's about it. Nice. Pretty good spread. Uh, I've been playing the same trash. EDF 2025, I play it every day. Hell yeah. I've uh, been grinding out <laughs> Halo Infinite. Uh, Final Fantasy 13 too, though. Nave, is this game deeper than we thought? <laughs> I mean, anything can be deep if you analyze it long enough. <laughs> no, true. that's just it. Is because, like, it's funny because I wrote this down in the notes. Like, the day after... We played it like that Monday after we finished the pod. I went back and played it. And there's a part where the whole time is you're like traveling through time, basically trying to save your future with these two characters. You're like, we're altering time. Like, Eric, have you played Final Fantasy 13 too? I played the first 13. Uh, I only have like passing knowledge of like what happens in the later two. Like, I think like, is it the third one where lightning like basically kills God? Are you talking about lightning like returns? That? Maybe. I yeah, I don't, I don't know. Because they kill God in the first one. I, th- I think you kill God in everyone, if yeah. I'm being honest. So not a God. Oh, we're trying to kill I'm Time energy. God in the second oh, one. Time God, okay. Time God. And the whole premise oh, is like we got to cross. Yeah, right. <laughs> we have to fix our timelines, and the real hmm. issue is that there's another guy who's like guardian of the timelines, and he is just it's like Deathloop, where uh, like the lady that's always hunting you. I don't know. I haven't played Deathloop. Oh, it's Juliana. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Only this guy's like Cassius or whatever. And he's like, he shows up and he's like, you guys are causing so much time issues. You're literally <laughs> ending people's whole futures. You're the problem. You should just die. And then we're like, maybe we should die. And then he's like, here. And he like opens up a time zone. And he's like, here, this is a time where you will live out the rest of your life. You will be happy. And you can just end your, end your existence over there. It gives you like a pocket dimension. And it's like you get lightning back and you're you're because you play as lightning sister in 132. And you're like, right. oh, this is sweet. You know, I got everyone's happy. This is great. Uh what's his name? Noel or whatever, the other guy. He gets his life partner back or whatever. And his timeline is like the end of the world. So he is basically at the end of Dark Souls 3, where Slave Knight Gale <laughs> lives or whatever, where it's just ashes. He's just living with this his anime princess. And he's like, I'm so happy. And of course, uh the game can't end there. So as Sarah, you're like, this isn't real. I can't accept this. And she breaks out of her time, timeline again, starts ruining things, goes and wakes up Noel and be like, hey, this isn't real. And he's like, but I was finally happy. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, what was this game like? Raising some actually? No. Because then I played for another like five hours and this game is just dumb as hell. <laughs> that's just a plot point from like 25 other anime and video games. That's, <laughs> that's something that happens a lot. Yeah, where it's like, oh, not that specific thing, but this whole like now you're kind of in this fake happiness and now everyone's got to pull you out of this fake happiness. Right. Like someone has to pull, like shake everyone awake and stuff. No, but your, your secondary main character, Noel, he was happy. He was living, like he was living the dream, but it's fake happy. It, this happens in guardians of the galaxy. The Marvel that's true. game. That yeah. is exactly what happens. And that's, I, that was at the back of my head. Go, I'm going, what fucking game is he just describing perfectly right now? It's Guardians of the Galaxy. That exactly happens. Everyone goes to sleep and they're in their happy, happiest state. Like, what's his name? Green Boy? 
why am I spoiling this game? It's already spoiled now. <laughs> well, you can just believe it all if you want, but the green guy gets his fucking kids back, and he's like, I'm never leaving. But it's Drax? like the whole thing. Yeah, yeah Drax. Drax. I don't know any yeah. of the names. I know Groot because he says his name over and over again. They did that in WandaVision too, didn't they? Or something? I don't remember. She like made her own town and trapped oh, a bunch of people. Yeah, she made her own happy yeah, place. I thought Matrix because I was like, oh, you could go back into the digital world and be happy, right? And just pretend everything's fine. Or like you could come out and well, like. That was a plot point in the Matrix because they tried making everyone happy in their right. own thing, but no one would believe it. That was the whole point why they just made suffering still a thing in the virtual world. Right. That's Dostoevsky's like type shit. That's crime and punishment. <laughs> Hell yeah. Oh, I thought you were I mean, talking the about brothers the, Kuros- uh, Kuros- the score in Yakuza. No, <laughs> Well, I think there is a there's a hotel Dostoevsky in uh, Rainbow Six Siege too. Mm-hmm. What are we talking mm-hmm. about? All right. Well, I'm gonna keep playing it. Uh, hopefully, I finish it this week. Week, and I'll report back on my backlog that I beat it or whatever. Uh, but I've also been playing Harvest Moon, Another Wonderful Life. Are you guys familiar? Is that a I'm newer not. one? One of the fake Harvest Moons? <laughs> no, it's one of the old. It was the one right before they went fake, I think. And the whole premise is it's. Do you remember A Wonderful Life on GameCube? Is that the one we played? Is that why you're asking me if I remember? That was the one we, me and you played, yeah. Okay, I don't. Another Wonderful <laughs> Life is the Pokemon Blue version where you play as a girl instead. That's the only uh, difference. Oh, okay. I was like, all right, I'm, I'm confused already, so. It's just like, it's like they made two games, and they're like, hey, you want to play as a girl in this one? And I was like, because I didn't know the difference between the games, but I guess I played, a, you know, Wonderful Life. I'm like, I'll play, I'll play another Wonderful Life. It's the same game, but you're a girl. And man, that game is just like proto Stardew Valley. That's all it is. <laughs> like I know Stardew Valley is like the spiritual successor, but it's crazy how close it is because it's like you have like the traveling salesman, you have the homeless guy that just walks around and steals people trash. Like, but what really threw me about this is I was playing this, and then I'm like, oh, I need to look up some stuff because I don't remember what crops to grow in spring. Of course, in my farming sim. Do you guys know they're remaking this game? Who? The fake Harvest Moon guys? No, well, I don't. Maybe I don't know who's remaking it, but in Nintendo, they're making a Switch version of this game. I heard a game is coming out or came out. Harvestella is that it? Maybe no, that's no, what no. I no. Heard of. Is Apparently, it, on like the last fake one. Nintendo Direct, they're coming out with a Wonderful Life Switch remake. Oh, interesting. Okay, and I'm probably gonna get it because I really like this one. Oh, it's called uh, Story of Seasons: A Wonderful Life for Nintendo Switch. I did hear that. Yeah. And a lot of farming in that direct. A lot better. Yeah, it's farming. It's, it's more farming sims. Can't get enough farming sims, can you? No, this is the year of farming sims, 2022. Yeah. I'm done with them. You know what I want? <laughs> I want spreadsheets. I want, yeah, I right. want you know, you, you remember that old Papers, school please? game? Uh, no, I want Lemonade Stand. You remember that game? Where you, <laughs> no. Where you yeah, buy Lemonade? Yeah, the Flash game? Yeah, yeah, the Flash game. You don't know Lemonade Stand, Eric? I do All not right, so know. here's what you got to do. Can you, you guess what Lemonade, lemonade stand. stand is? <laughs> And the whole point is like you have to buy your supplies each day. You got to buy your ice. You got to buy your lemons. You got to buy your sugar. You got to buy your water. Maybe. I don't know. You got to buy your cups. And it's like if you don't have the right recipe of mix of sugar to lemon to water, then people won't drink your lemonade. And you can like physically adjust your prices because it was like a tycoon game. But it was just played day by day. That's fascinating. (laughs) What does it have to do? Do you play it with spreadsheets then or? No, there's no spreadsheets. Well, you, you're oh, looking, you're just looking at a bunch of numbers and a bunch <laughs> oh, of like okay. dials. It's just ledgers, and you're like, yeah. you choose what to buy. Pretty much, it's like okay. it's like in the PlayStation Two days in Madden, where you could play at, you can play the uh, 
what is it the store not this it's not story mode but it's uh, franchise mode franchise mode mode? that's it you play franchise mode and then it's like i want to be the green bay packers and i want to sell pizza in my in my food stands and i want the pizza (laughs) to be eight dollars each and you're like it's you can actually do those in the ps2 games and that was my favorite (laughs) shit Nate didn't care about running the teams he just wanted to he just wanted to run the stadium (laughs) you always simulate right All right, and then moving into my backlog buster, uh, I finished Kakarot. It Hell took yes. me 47 hours. That Did was Goku a long win game. in the end? <laughs> yeah, surprise. Goku wins in the end. Shocking. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah, he says, lend me your energy one last time and blows up Boo and saves the world. And did you put your hands what? up in the air too? Whenever <laughs> yeah, the cutscene yeah, happened? Right. <laughs> like I grabbed my cat and I hold him up so his hands are up too. You grab, you grab Arthur's hands, put him up. Yeah. <laughs> you give Goku his energy. He, he needs it to save the earth. Whatever he asks, you deliver. <laughs> Which is weird because I've, I've watched the anime a while, and there's like some parts that I don't remember. Like at one point, like Vegeta like hijacks King Kai's, you know, mind walkie-talkie and starts yelling at everyone on Earth <laughs> to give their raise their hands for oh, Goku. He does do that. Yeah, I he's forgot. like, "This is a guy that's gonna save the Earth or whatever," and they're, they're like, "They're not believing it." Well, tell like them it's hurting. They're all just falling yeah, to their Mr. knees. Satan. And they're right. like, what is this voice in my head? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, today is the day. They're like, Last time I remember, I was being killed by a giant pink blob and turned into candy. And now I wake up and there's this angry guy yelling in my head. <laughs> Living in the Dragon Ball world, like for real, just trying to be like a regular average dude, like a guy who works at a bank or something would be just uh, an absolute nightmare. This Because there's dudes flying around, like the earth explodes every, like abs- one of the worst worlds I'd never want to live in. It. <laughs> Makes you wonder, about like health insurance like how do they handle that type <laughs> yeah, of stuff you right. know it's like the life insurance policies are through the roof there <laughs> dude did you guys see those planes crash into each other wow no. that was, i did i is that the air show right i have no idea i just saw it on twitter it's just a video yeah it's like six people they're dead at like an air show or something like that yeah, it was, yeah this uh, isn't a joke but it that's what i'm thinking of now because you're very, talking about things very, flying around exploding it's a very interesting transition <laughs> It's crazy. It's, it's like there's so much air. But in the video I saw, it I only saw those two planes. So I in my head I was like, there's so much air that doesn't have a plane in it. Like how did that happen? But then it's like when yeah, you see they... the big picture, there's like a billion planes. It's like a whole thing like going on. Right. So I was like, oh never mind. There's literally <laughs> infinite air. How could they crash? Yeah, there's more air than not air. Like oh, <laughs> man. it's crazy it's how much Dude, that is rough. Like I'm watching it right now and they just yeah, it's not good. Yeah, no, no it is. It's, it's weird yeah. because uh, I, I was flipping through and I see dogs doing dances and I see these guys mimicking the Koopa dance and then I see a planes crash into each other. <laughs> and that's Gaming Together's Twitter timeline. <laughs> God. Bad. Oh, it's like cuteness, cuteness, tragedy. But I'm going to keep playing my backlog and eventually I'll beat all my games. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's what we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Nave. But I wonder how many I have left. Uh... I have 329 games left that I own. That's a lot. I think I have 300-something games just installed on my Xbox. Mm. Are you going to beat them all? <laughs> no. Not at all. Well, that goes right into our games that we bought this section, Nave. What did you buy? I didn't buy nothing. Ain't nothing on oh, sale. Oh, Nave, I bought I, something. Really? Interesting. Yeah. Uh, my Microsoft money was about to expire from whenever we bought uh, Chaos Killer. And <laughs> I was like, well, I better spend it on something. So I spent my $8 and I got... Uh, Ninja Naruto Shippuden Storm Three, the one Ninja, of the fighting games, or is it nice. the Strikers? It was it was Ninja Storm. 
which Ninja is a fighter. Okay, yeah, that's a fighting game. Because the, the Strikers one is a co-op game. Oh, mm. I should have bought that one then. I don't yeah. know. It was like $3. <laughs> it's more expensive. It was like 85% off for some reason. And I'm like, yeah, I'll play this game. Maybe. They're fun. I, I mean, I've played the, I, I got all the achievements in the first one. And then the second one I beat, I think, and I never really started the third one. But those are fun games. I, like Dontre, the the other guy that came over last night and played cards with me and shit, he really is into Naruto. Like Naruto is his Dragon Ball Z. And so, yeah, um, yeah he, he, he was like, we would play the games and he would just be talking about like, these characters actually did fight in fucking season Give 27. Yeah, right, and I'm yeah. like, I don't care, I don't care, I don't care, I don't care, I don't care. <laughs> Meanwhile, like, this is so OP. Just let me play the Rock Lee, Bruce Lee character. That's who I want with the big eyebrows. That's who I wanted it to be. I mean, they. Uh, I always thought they were like kind of um, just reskins of the Dragon Ball Z, was it Dragon Ball Z, Budokai, Tenkaichi 3, whatever tournament no, games, you know? No, not at all. No, they're not like they're, that? They're similar, or... but in Dragon Ball Z, you can fly and stuff. So there was like this verticality to those games. Yeah. But in the in this game, you're you're planted on the ground, and the whole thing is that you can teleport, which you can do in Dragon Ball Z as well. But that that's like the primary means of like defense in this game is like shadow jutsuing away. I think that's what it's called. But sure, it's transmutation jutsu or something. I don't know. Anime enough to sound accurate. Yeah, that and I also bought Fear 2. I, that game is always on sale, but Fear 3 is never on sale. And I've been Googling <laughs> it, trying to find the answers to this fucking information, and no one knows why. In fact, I, this is a different, this is a different, this is a tangent. But so, you know what Thank else you. I was Googling? All right, so I watched this YouTube channel called Gotham Chess, right? And he's just a funny chess streamer. He puts VODs up on YouTube, and I watch him. And he watch, He does this thing called Guess the Elo, where he watches a game, and he tries to guess his subscriber's Elo, which is like their ranking right and um usually there's a bunch of dumb shit thrown in there like really horrible moves and every time something really horrible or embarrassing like a, a queen is hung or like or something like that or like you lose a rook because you didn't see a three-piece combo or whatever it's like people in the chat some people will say neck and i always wondered what that meant like why do they always say neck so i googled gotham chess I, I google why do gotham chess twitch viewers say neck Right. Oh and God. I went down a rabbit hole and I what I learned <laughs> innocently, by the way, I didn't know what this meant. I genuinely wanted to know. And so what I've learned is that it is slang in Australia to neck yourself means to hang yourself out of shame. Oh, my God. God. <laughs> And so they shortened it to neck. <laughs> and so every time they say that now, I know. I know what there's all. I prefer the phrase "poop the bed," which I assume means basically <laughs> the same context, you know. Yeah, essentially. <laughs> well, that's the thing. In my back in my Rainbow Six days, I had this crew that I'd play with, and I got that. I got a neck basically, which was I was always talking about doing a backflip out of my window whenever something <laughs> horrible happened. I'm gonna do a backflip out of my two-story window, and that always made people laugh. So every now and then, I would get pissed off, and they'd be like, "What are you gonna backflip?" And I'm like, yeah, I flip right out of this existence. Yep. It became this shorthand. One day you're just going to stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> That's better. I mean, honestly, neck sounds better than I've seen it on social media now just for the prospect of the doom scrolling. It's that people are now telling people to like unalive themselves. And I'm like, oh, yeah. unalive seems that. awfully aggressive. Well, I, that's just me. I don't it's know. It's indirectly aggressive. Yeah, me. right. Well, I think the origin <laughs> so. of that is Roblox because you can't tell people to kill yourself. There's specific phrases that are banned. So you have to go commit unalive and, or something. <laughs> <laughs> that's what that's they so say. Bad. They just destroy the English language to get the point across. <laughs> oh, God. 
God. I don't know if I ever talked about this, but like, like on the side, I always have side hustles. And one is like a chat moderation that I do where you just read people's comments and basically you mark if it's crook or not. And you get paid like, you know, two cents per comment you read or whatever. And the crook stuff I've read, especially in the <laughs> No. And it's like the crazy lengths people will go to say racial slurs where they just like fill in different letters. And then you know, I have to like decode this and be like, is this a slur? <laughs> like, I am, like, I am unfamiliar with the slur, but I think this is racist. So I'm just going to mark it as racist to move on with my life. <laughs> like Tom Hanks in the Da Vinci Code, like trying to figure out racial slurs. Dude, there is like a secret code <laughs> for these extremists that are just out there talking to each other and just getting banned Dude, repeatedly. I I used to watch this shit called Internet Blood Sports, where it's just a bunch of the worst people on the internet arguing with each oh, other. No. That's like where, what is it, Ethan, Ralph, and the worst people. I would just watch these people get make fun, made fun of all the time. And the people will put in, like, the viewers will do super chats, and they read the super chats. And the link, if I can co collaborate, corroborate, corroborate, corroborate what, cooperate what Philip is saying. Uh, dude, some people have to get really creative to get things through <laughs> the filters. Like to get some really awful heinous shit to pop up on screen, and it's like if you have to work that hard, <laughs> you're coming through. Is it, is it even it's worth it? It's not worth it. No one cares what you have to say. You're just spouting violence. It's not worth it. But then, but that's where "Go Commit Unalive" came from. <laughs> like create, like uh, what is it? Limitation breeds creativity. Phil. Exactly. <laughs> what are we fucking saying? We've come full circle. Where All did right. that come from? Don't even know. That was you said you talk, about, you talk about necking people. You were talking about necking people. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Are what people were we talking themselves? about before that, though? That's what I'm saying. Um, I don't even know. <laughs> I know what we're talking about now, though. We're talking about our patrons. Who? Thanks, Nick, Hopple, Michael Superbacker, and Pinecone. With your support, maybe one day we can finally buy Nave a computer. We're almost there. We've almost <laughs> hit our, our target of... Uh, $300,000. That way we can get them the <laughs> RTX, uh, whatever. What's the what's the big one right now? 420? The RTX 420, yeah. That's the one that got recalled because it was giving people salmonella. Oh, but people, it, it made it even more rare. Some people are immune to salmonella. I don't know if you knew that. Interesting. Those people are going after it. Well, why would a graphics card give you salmonella? Uh, it was kept in the same boxes as raw chicken. Like They okay, were trying to save on shipping, there you go. so they partnered with the Tyson Chicken. That's the last thing I would ever <laughs> hope to have to worry about when ordering any kind of computer parts, but now I'm going to be more cautious. This but is a PSA. An hour into back the episode. To our patron. <laughs> if you subscribe to our patron, even if for $1 a month, you have access early access to our Listening Together episodes, which... Uh, our next one should be out by the time you're hearing this. StarCraft 2. Now, Eric, mm. is there a notable OST that you think we should cover? Uh, anything by Yoko Shimomura, um, most, more specifically Kingdom Hearts. Just go ahead and listen to all those. It'd be great. Like four hours of your time, but that's a small price to pay. You know, I had an inkling. I had an inkling you were going to bring up Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> inkling. I always have to somehow. Are the, are the inklings the things from uh Splatoon? Yeah, I swear yeah. that's a that's a saying before you it was a Splatoon you have an thing. inkling. Yeah, I think that's a saying, but I just only think about Squid Kids. Oh, you know, <laughs> what? I heard someone call someone a booby, and I was like, "Whoa!" <laughs> like, and he said, "You fucking booby," and I was like, "Whoa, what?" <laughs> so, have an inkling is an actual saying, but I just I blame Nintendo now. So, yeah, that's not safe to say anymore. 
in our house, uh, our favorite ones are Goomba and Goober and stuff like that. <laughs> Classics. Bozo. Just be, what? Bozo. Bozo's Bozo, great. that's a good one. Yeah. It's starting a to get a little clown fiesta. <laughs> All right. Anyways, I, patron. Nave, what's in the Twitter? I forgot to do it. I was hungover. Oh, my God. <laughs> this might actually be, in, like, we're talking about Cuphead. People probably got strong opinions on Cuphead, which no I even looked at my Cuphead friends before. list. <laughs> Dude, so many people have played Cuphead. Like, I looked at my friends list to see, and I had, like, I only have, like, 34 friends on Xbox. And, like, 15 of them have played Cuphead. Of the 15, I think I'm the only one that beat the game. <laughs> Spoiler alert. I'm on his friends list. <laughs> Which we'll get into that right after this break. Boom, 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 boom. Does anyone need to use the bathroom? Nah, no. I'm so good. And we're back. Hold on. Speaking of, I'm going to forget about this. What? Speaking of bathroom, I got into an argument last night oh, because, no. uh, hold on. I almost let that incense burn up. Um, <laughs> in this podcast, I had just listened to, they, they was, I think it was the Snark Tank. They were talking about, do you piss on piss? Or it might have been Sacred Symbols. So it's like, when you go to a public bathroom, there's only one stall and it's got piss in it, right? Do you piss on it or do you flush? You flush. You flush, then piss. What about you, Eric? Uh, I mean, just my reflex in my own bathroom, my house, I would probably flush. But I mean, sometimes is this because I'm, a, I'm just a bachelor. <laughs> is it I mean, because yeah, I live by be. myself, maybe? No. So this is my mentality, right? Especially if I, I'm home alone, no one ever sees my bathroom. So sometimes, especially if I'm getting drunk alone, so you I'll let just, it mellow. I just sit. Yeah, it, I just sit let it. it let it sit in there. Because otherwise, well, when you're get, when you're drinking, your piss is like pure white, right? Not white, but like. Clear, because it's, it's going straight <laughs> through you. You're getting no nutrients from this. It's just going right down into the fucking toilet again. You would be, you'd be shoved, uh, slump, whatever you do to a toilet, you, <laughs> you'd be flushing it over and over again, right? Yeah. So that's just a waste of water. Why don't you just let it sit in there? But what I'm thinking in a public setting is I would piss on the piss and then flush because – I think flushing shoots up more piss crystals into the air okay. than pissing on. <laughs> so you're getting the you're getting the strangers piss crystals all in that stall, and then pissing, right? I would piss on the walls. I'd do the stealth piss, and then so that it doesn't shoot the water up everywhere, and then flush and run away like really fast. Yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, you convinced me, Nave. I'm on team piss on piss. I convinced I guess... them too. I guess I'll try it next time. This is way more time spent thinking about this than I ever thought I would. So, uh, yeah. Well, we need to do a test. Like, we need... Um, like the Mythbusters? Mythbusters, yeah. <laughs> no, what's it, what's it called? Like, M... I can't remember. Like, M4, M8 tape or whatever. Uh, in the Air Force for, like, Seaburn training, we have the, the chemical detection tape or whatever. It's, oh, okay. And so it can it can check for... Like, I think ammonia will show up on it as like a type of gas as well and mm. isn't there like ammonia and piss or something I think that sounds about right yeah there's a phosphorus or something weird like that i feel like there's some some chemical that we always pass through our piss yeah but maybe if we like put up the tape just like put them in strategic places in the bathroom we could do like a, a practice flush and then like check it for chemical detection to see if how much piss crystals are actually in it <laughs> like parts per million how much exposure are we actually getting from this because there's a point where you know, you're getting exposure no matter what. Right. So, if uh, you, right, Nate, we're coming over. And just, we're going to send a tape your entire apartment, just just wall to wall, just everything. So, oh God, I don't want that. That's like going into a hotel <laughs> with the black light. <laughs> I'd rather just not know. I'd rather just live in ignorance. Oh, it's right. in nine tape, by the way. 
I have M9 not been to Seaburn in a while. Yeah, the M9 Garand. No, <laughs> not 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 even not close. <laughs> and we're back. Oh, Cuphead. 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 <laughs> Developed by what was your Studio question? MDHR. You had a question. You were yeah, asking. Nate, did me you beat this game? Oh no, I didn't beat the game. Oh my god. Let me let me do the blurb real quick. Uh, released way back in 2017, September. Cuphead is a classic run-and-gun action game heavily focused on boss battles inspired by cartoons of the 1930s. The visuals and audio are painstakingly created with the same techniques of the era, with traditional hand-drawn cell animation, <laughs> watercolor backgrounds, and original jazz recordings. Steam Store. Nave, you didn't beat this game? This, no, this, this game is I just gave you hard. one job. Nave, beat this game. I tried. I tried. I really did. No, you didn't. I, I get Literally, mad. I put in the notes. What haven't day? you haven't you beaten like Elden Ring and Dark Souls and stuff? Uh, I got a thousand points it's on a Elden Ring. Different and... set of skills: three-dimensional <laughs> gaming and two-dimensional gaming. Nave, I saw you one day. You logged in and you played one boss for nineteen minutes and rage quit. Nineteen <laughs> minutes before you quit, and like it was like the first game of the day. Till you log in, you're like, "All right, I'm awake. I'm off work. Whatever. I just took a nap. Let's let me knock out Cuphead real quick." Nineteen minutes was enough to get you to quit. Well, to be fair, I had been on that boss for like two or three hours anyways, and I had Danganronpa on the brain and Vampire Survivors. <laughs> I, have, I have just recently been addicted to video game crack. Mm. What is that? That is my is that your dog. Yes. <laughs> I literally looked around my apartment like, do you hear that, Molly? Like, what the fuck is that? She's upset right now. I think she probably got put in the kennel. <laughs> All right. That's great. So, I apologize. <laughs> history and preconceptions with the game. Eric, what's your history with Cuphead? So pretty much, I believe, what was this? Came out in 2017, right? Something like that. Yeah, way yeah, back. September 2017. So it's been a hot minute. Um, so probably seeing the trailers, like a couple years leading up to it. Uh, yeah, I was interested in this game immediately. Like as soon as you see like a video game where it's like, yeah, they literally hand animated everything. I think that's probably a, a draw for, for a lot of people, especially, you know, I wouldn't say I grew up in that age of cartoons, but when I was growing up, you know, a lot of those things are still on a lot of the Hanna-Barbera cartoons, Looney Tunes, you know, Tom and Jerry, stuff like that, you know, stuff that had that hand-drawn style of animation. So yeah, as soon as I saw this, it was a, it was a pickup, a day one pickup for me. And, um, it really does tie in nicely to the theme of, of cooperative experiences because I mostly played this game with like my best friend that I've known since kindergarten. And every time we would go over to his house, we would just sit down and play Cuphead. And yeah, like like Nate said, this game is is really, really difficult and it really can be really, really frustrating. So um, I like to my my friend's sister, she owns his house now. So I like to joke when we go over there, when, you know, when we're all over there, I say, if you if you're quiet and you listen, you can hear the walls speak because we spoke words while playing Cuphead that had probably never been uttered in human history before. <laughs> the, the, the foulest of words that you could possibly think of. And um, so that was pretty much my experience playing through it the whole time it was with my best friend. We played through a normal difficulty and beat it all the way through and on the expert difficulty. And really? It. You went yeah, back on all, expert? Yes. Oh, my God. I have never beaten a Dark Souls. I don't particularly like to play games on hard mode. I'm like, I'm such a baby, but I've played Cuphead through on both of the both of the difficulties all the way through. And I salute um, you. Yeah, it's incredible. It, it, 
yeah, it just there's so many great memories surrounding that game. Like my friend dying, he's just standing off the side while I'm like standing up playing, trying to beat boss. He's just screaming at me like, go, come on, you can do it. You're almost there. Just screaming at me. And it's just so many like great experiences with that. So, yeah, this this game holds a, a real special place in my heart. And uh, every once in a while, like I'll go back to it. I don't remember how many hours I had. I think on my personal Xbox, I played it through like by myself. I got like 10 or so hours. Yeah. But um, at, at his house, we we put in our like easily 40, 50, um, especially in that harder difficulty where it's just unbelievably cruel. But I yeah, I, I've loved this game since day one. And, and just because those shared experiences with my friend, it's it's got a real special place in my heart. Well, just throw in our hours real quick. Nave has 21 hours in the game and I have 17. Nice. And my little history, your preconceptions with the game, like I saw the art and before and it had won all these awards for innovative all this stuff like amazing yeah okay cool whatever game looks cool uh and i'm like oh nave we should do cuphead you know at one point and he was like here you go and he instantly like bought it for me with all his microsoft (laughs) points or whatever (laughs) and he's like but turns out it's couch co-op only i was like oh that sucks we'll just put it on the we'll put in the back wall for a while and then like maybe i'll go back and play it on my own sometimes i made it to like the frogs which is like the third boss in the game or something and i just quit i'm like this game is impossible (laughs) because i was playing it with my daughters and they're like Dad, I don't want to play this. Like this, this sucks. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, you, we gotta beat the frogs. And they're right. like, no, Dad, I don't want to play. Can we play Fortnite? I'm like, I guess. Nave, what's your history with it? Uh, I bought the game really early on, uh, and I was, I'm always, it's like. Back in the day, even when I was like a GameStop employee and Dark Souls was like pretty big and the manager was like, hey, you like those hard games, right? Here, take a crack at this game. And it's like I've never really been into hard games. I just like get really good at like fun games so that I don't know. I make hard sections and fun games look easy. But whenever I play games designed to be hard, especially when they're designed to be repeated over and over, I <laughs> I kind of lose my patience really fast with stuff like that and like i was saying before this game since this game is two-dimensional it's already a strike against it when in my brain i just have such a low bar of like uh, of like patience for trial and error in two-dimensional games like i will 1k elden ring which is the easiest souls game to get all the achievements in by the way it's not like a crazy feat or anything but i'll get all the achievements in elden ring before like another time before i go back and play cuphead by myself for any longer <laughs> all right so i think that's we can go straight into the difficulty comparisons like this is the dark souls of cup like games or the the cup like game of dark souls it's not like dark souls at all by the way there's no link to dark souls in this besides it has the basic like arcade type difficulty mm. i want to say like quarter crunching almost like you will die in insane like you i don't think i beat any boss on the first try Mm. This whole game. I beat two bosses on the first try. I beat the slime on the first try, and I beat the frogs on the first try. Really? You beat the frogs on the first try? Yeah, and but then I went back to try and like parry and stuff, and I couldn't. So I that was, I started this game multiple times with multiple different people, and there only one time when we got really stuck on the frogs, and I had never seen the like the very last phase of that fight where it's shooting fire up and down and stuff yeah. it, it was always something else and whenever i got to that fire it kept doing that because this game is designed to do that by the way we'll talk about that later but like i couldn't get through that part for some reason i'm like wow this part is hard mm-hmm. yeah uh this game is difficult uh 
Jana, like, I was like, oh, I'm going to go record. And she's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, Cuphead. And she's like, oh. And then she told me what she thought of the game, which is it's beautiful to watch somebody play it whenever they're doing good, but she would never play it ever because of how <clears throat> terrible it looks to play like <laughs> as a funny. player. But it looks uh, cool, but it's hell to play. That's funny because I, I was talking to Melissa before I jumped in the air and I asked her, I was like, what would you think about Cuphead? Because she, she's played it too and she's like, that, it's fucking terrible. It's one of the worst games I've ever played and wow. I'll, never, I'll never play it again. But I love watching Savage. people play it. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, I'm probably not going to say anything about that because that's a, bit, <laughs> that's a Debbie Downer. But it's kind of my feeling too. I, think, I, like, think watching, I think watching people play it is the funniest part, honestly. <laughs> it's so funny. I'm not huge on like rage compilation. I mean, you it's like you have to go t- 11 out of 10 in rage. It, otherwise, I don't really care. I'm cuz I'm I'm I live at the 7 out of 10 rage. That's where I stay. That's where right. I always am. So seeing other people like that makes me go, "Ooh, that's what I'm like. I don't like watching this." It makes me cringe inside because I know okay. that's what I'm like. But it's like you have to be breaking shit or you have to be really good at it. Like those are the only kinds of things I'll really watch in, in regards to this. Mm. Uh, just to throw in a, a steam review that I found that is from Chachillion 25 with 20 hours on record. He says, this is a recommend from him. This game is so much fun, but you have anger issues. Don't play. <laughs> it's also fun for achievement hunters and he misspelled achievement. So thank you. Chachillion 25. Nave, would you say you have anger issues? Uh, yeah, <laughs> I would say that <laughs> I'm a little man lives highly, at a seven out of 10. I'm a little wound up. A little high strung. <laughs> what about you, Eric? Are you high strung? I wouldn't consider myself pretty tightly. Yeah, I wouldn't consider myself high strung, but I just have an, I have an aversion to like wanting to be miserable, which it, it's, <laughs> okay. it's yeah. Shockingly. So you're human. Yeah, amazingly. Um, but it was surprising that I like I on the flip side like enjoyed this game a lot. I thought there was something about yeah, like yes, it it is very very difficult, but there's something to you find yourself, at least I found myself like going through bosses, like you said, the frog boss, like, yeah, the frog bosses are a fucking pain, a huge pain in the ass. But like the things that they do to kind of like draw you in to keep you playing are like things that are kind of like common now, more modern games. It's like, if you do die, if you are defeated, they get you back in and up and running like right away. So you don't feel like you're wasting any time. And then at the end of every fight, like if you die or something, they show you like a progress bar. And I can't tell you the number of times that like, I was like, right at the end of that progress bar just this crushing feeling of like losing before you get to it but then you're inspired because you're like okay and you can like it's a physical marker like way like seeing yourself getting better yeah, you did better yes tired yeah. i would wish i wish they didn't have the bar because i wish <laughs> i never i always mash the button so i don't see the bar just oh, to not that's be the- but it makes that feeling of like overcoming it when you do like so much better because it's like yes yeah, like four or five times i was like right at the end sliver of the bar and then that this time like i was able to overcome it and just that feeling i imagine like i said it's not like dark souls but i imagine it's like that same like i've been beating my head against this rock for so long and i finally overcame it and you know in some kind of sick way that clicked in my brain but like that's obviously not for everybody like if anybody's i feel like this game is kind of deceptive well obviously not anymore because it's got this reputation of being like a really hard game but when you first look at this game you're probably thinking oh it's like a cute like little 2d platforming like adventure and it's really like a sadistic evil game it's not it's not that at all so yeah speaking of sadistic evil game (laughs) can we talk about what i was what i referred to earlier where the game is specifically designed to 
if you're having trouble with with parts of a boss fight, it is specifically designed to just keep doing those parts over and over <laughs> yes. again. Yes, hundred percent. It's something we've heard about before. I, I tried to find like a source for that information, but I couldn't find it. But it feels definitely true. Like yeah. I remember the bee that Nave rage quit on in 19 minutes. The oh, yeah. stupid bullets where she she shoots bullets on the platforms and they zigzag up, and you have to dodge by dropping down at the right exact times but sometimes you don't have a platform there for you to drop down to so you'll drop down to dodge one bullet and go straight into another bullet mm-hmm. i i basically would just eat all the damage on the b in that one part and so i had never figured out how to do it like i it just got lucky one time and she only did it like once and i was able to beat it no problem mm-hmm. and i'm like i don't know like that is such a weird program because it almost makes sense because like obviously this person they can do every other part of the boss fight but this player cannot beat this one attack. If you once you learn that one attack, though, you can do anything, right? Kind of, yeah. I think that's the that's the idea behind it. But also, them purposefully being sadistic. <laughs> it's like they intentionally designed it so that like they they knew they they obviously tested it so much to the point where like they knew the parts that people would have trouble with and like oh if you're gonna have trouble with this then yeah like and a lot of the times where like your natural gamer brain kind of takes over and think like yeah if i jump over here to this thing like i should be safe and it's like nope the projectile was going like straight there and it's like they almost like kind of thought about that while they were making it i see one point where this doesn't work though like nave you didn't encounter this boss but king of dice or dice king or whatever Oh yeah, uh, Eric. You know him. His level is a boss rush, where there's ten bosses, and depending on how you roll the dice, is how many bosses you have to fight. Mm-hmm. And when you get to the end, he only has one attack, and he is a super simple boss with one attack. Right. But that one attack is so hard because the whole premise is he floods the bottom with cards, just a river right. of cards walking by. Some of them are pink, so you can parry off of them, but you have to parry in the air multiple times on the cards without touching them and it is like that like i was able to beat the boss rush rush excuse me the boss rush on like my basically like first go around like those bosses are super easy uh, right. that you have to fight through. they're really simple uh most of them aren't are nothing at all really uh they're pretty much like they usually have one or two attacks but i could not do this one mechanic of bouncing on the stupid cards to save my life so i was stuck on the king of dice like longer than any other boss but he wasn't the hardest boss in the game, which is so weird, but because mm-hmm. of this one mechanic, it took me so long to beat him. That is interesting yeah. because I remember there's one boss that has a laser, their final form. They shoot a laser across the screen. I can't remember, but it's the a ship. pink laser that, which one? The ship maybe? No, it's not that it's, it is in that third Island though. Um, is it the God, robot? Dude, the robot is the hardest boss in the game. The robot's fucking brutal. I hate the robot. Which one is the I robot? I hate those pl- the, the plane levels hey, never are made a the fucking robot, pain the robot. It's the one right after the B. Oh, yeah. I never played it then. Anything with a plane, I hated. The plane was the worst. <laughs> the plane is the best. Are you, are you I serious? Hated, I, the planes I hated are the most the simple ones. You couldn't use, like, the dash or anything that I'd been relying on throughout the whole game to, like, get through it. It's just like, oh, oh you yeah, can. you can shoot bombs and you can, like, shoot bullets and that's it. And you move up and down. And I hated oh, you, that you, so much. You don't know about the shrink? The shrinking? Oh, the shrinking, too. Yeah, you could. So you could do you the shrinking. smoke bomb equipped. It gives you the invincibility when you shrink. Interesting. I, I was not aware of that. gives you invincibility? I use the smoke just, bomb a lot. Yeah, I always just swapped to the heart, extra heart on the flying ones since I thought yeah. you couldn't use the smoke bomb. But I guess right. you could. But I never, I never really struggled with the flying ones ever. Mostly yeah. because it was just dodging. Like I, like I, it's bullet hell. I'm fine yeah, with bullet, bullet hell. hell. 
Like I'm genuinely fine with bullet hell. It is it is platforming that I hate. I hate 2D platforming, which is why I quit on the B. Because I because and then Philip <laughs> would be giving me because Philip would watch me stream the whole time and he'd give me the words of encouragement of don't worry, Nave, this is only the fourth hardest boss. You can do this. <laughs> and I was like, oh cool, it gets harder than this. That's great. I'm so happy. I'm so excited to keep going. <laughs> well, like if I were to like rank them, I feel like it'd be like robot, then I don't know, King Dice, mm-hmm. the B, and then the devil would be like Maybe yeah. I don't know. Dragon Maybe the, is, the devil was not bad, too. as it turns out. No, nah, the devil wasn't too bad. Um, but going back to your King Dice thing, you're talking about, like, yeah, the, it's interesting because the, throughout the game, like, they encourage you to use like this parry mechanic, and I, I found that you know you can get through a lot of the game not using it because I got through a, a good portion of the game my first playthrough, like not using it but then it's all of a sudden Ow. they drop this challenge on you i just the dodging maybe that smoke the smoke dodge got me through so much of that game is unbelievable it's like the first thing i bought and uh but yeah if you're going into that fight where like that is the mechanic you need to survive and you haven't like went out of your way to master it because you found some other way to play then yeah that boss fight is like w- like what can you do because you haven't practiced and the pairing mechanic while bouncing like it's the cuphead and mugman characters have like pretty significant weight to them so it's like you're not just pairing and launching up in the air it's like you're pairing and then like d- dropping over immediately so yeah, yeah. It, it almost feels like uh was it like the geometry dash where you're like bump 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 like bouncing yeah. around really yes, fast exactly the the moment so right away whenever you parry you immediately get super so the way that i played this game was very glass cannony like i mm. used the charge gun Nothing else. I wouldn't. I didn't even know. I don't even know what my secondary weapon was. It's probably just a default awesome. gun. I used the charge rounds. I had the my little charm was the one where I auto parry the first time I hit pink when I jump. And oh, yeah. yeah. So, but I also just always parried everything I ever saw. And so, because I wanted to use my special immediately, like I wanted to use right. it as often as humanly possible. And so that was like my strategy was just kind of go as fast and hard at the at the boss as I could to try and just get it over with. Uh, so the smoke bomb, my biggest issue with the smoke bomb is that it, it probably hurt me more than it ever helped me because oh, okay. you go invisible whenever you dash and sometimes you just go a little bit too far or a little bit not far enough or you right. smoke bomb right into another enemy or something. You know yeah, what I mean? And it's like I every time that would happen, I'd go, ooh, I hate the smoke bomb. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, well, I never used the charge attack. Uh, my go-to really? was, uh, like, I used, like, the chaser, the roundabout, the lobber, and just a regular pea shooter. So I think all the bosses are, like, certain bosses, there are things that are obviously more effective on them, just because I felt like how the boss is designed. Um, the Until I started using the charge shot, the charge shot is what I beat the devil with, that I ended up beating the game with, but the charge shot helped me beat, like, some of the ones I had the most difficulty on, like, I think of, like, really? the devil. Yeah, I think of the dragon. Like, I beat, I beat the dragon yep. with charge shot, and that one's a pain in the ass because you're jumping all over the place. And I beat the, uh, I don't know the names, I'm terrible at this, like, the clown I put him in the notes. with a roller coaster that, that yeah, beat the carnival hit. clown yeah i beat him with the charge shot just because that one gave me a ton of problems too uh i think it's worth it to like experiment too because everybody's play style is kind of different so you might find something that where like just because i use the charge gun on the dragon doesn't mean that that's going to be effective for somebody else because it's you're, you're having to hold down one button will jump on that other one and release it at the right time like some people might just like the firing auto syncing shot better so it's just it's just really kind of a preference as to like what how you want to play and what you want to play with but, but you yeah, mentioned the buttons did you yes. rekey mine your buns? Because 
I feel like that helped me the most out of anything in this game. I, I didn't. I played with the default key bindings. So I also I really played keep. Oh what my you, god, you What did goobered. you remember to? That's interesting. Yeah. So first off, um, you gotta put dash on uh like left bumper or left trigger. That was it. I think I put it on left trigger. Oh, interesting. Uh jump was I I think I remapped that one too. Oh okay, yeah. So I put shoot on right trigger, uh dash on left trigger, and then that way I could keep my thumb open for jumping. So like oh. I never had to move any of my buttons at that point. The only thing I had to move for was like my my super. I just had to match Y, but I'm just going straight to Y, and it makes you invincible while you're using it, anyways. Right. So that way, I kind like, of, so well, I oh, you kind did of the claw? Had, like, no, I didn't have a claw, but I used the elite controller, so I have paddles on the back. So oh, okay. I always, I, I was jumping. I, I would usually jump with the left pop, with the left thing. But I got so used to the default controls that I just kind of, I swapped them after you decide, after you mentioned that to me. And I, I was right. like, I can't fucking do this. I can't even function anymore. Suddenly, like, I don't know what the hell I'm going, I'm doing anymore. Yeah, by the time I was in like the menu option for looking at controls, like yeah, I was already like, halfway through the second aisle, and I was like, I'm I can't not relearn. This up. Yeah, I can't relearn. My brain is just not younger brain. Yeah, younger brain probably could have done that, but not my. I'm just not wired that way anymore. <laughs> I wonder, like, so did you do a similar thing to me where I I had my hand like halfway up more of the, than I usually do on the controller? So like the knuckle the on my knuckle. thumb was right in the center of the four face buttons, and I was just kind of always holding down the X button and then letting it go, just like popping it like that because I was always yeah. using the charge shot. But it's yes, like jump, exactly so it's jump and, and dash and super were all just right there. So I kind of just got used to it's like, like a tiny rolling, joystick like rolling it around, kind of yeah. Yeah, you know that makes sense with the charge shot since you have to hold it down and release. But I never used it. I was always oh, right. shooting. Am I gone? So I never had a reason to. That's why I put it on the trigger, so I could just hold down the trigger and never let go through right. the whole game. Once I got the charge shot, that was pretty much that was the end of that. That's pretty much the only thing I used from then on out. So, oh, Nave, did you freeze? Yeah, <laughs> he's just staring Pretty ominously. Uh, I mean, your camera's frozen, but we hear you. <laughs> oh, there, there you go. go. I didn't hear you. I didn't hear any of that. You were like, oh, it's funny. And then I just went away. Oh, we're just talking about like, I never used the charge shot, so I never needed to let go of the shoot button. Mm-hmm. Oh, so I was able to just hold it down constantly because I would I use you. the tracer rounds or the regular pea shooter. Right. So I would just always have it down. And it's like, if they're not lined up with me, then I switch to the chaser. If they're lined up, switch to the pea shooter. Right. You get like a really serious rhythm going on with that charge shot. Like you, once yeah. you like get that rhythm down, and you you you'll learn to the moment it's charged to let to let go. It is right. kind of like when I played Metal Hellsinger. Uh, yeah, my Metal Hellsinger. <laughs> my friend Jesse was like, "How the hell are you so good at this game?" And it's like I am always shooting. I'm never not shooting. So <laughs> I, it, it's like I I just all my only thing is to just line up the crosshair. That's it. And so that way, once I get the rhythm down of the song, I don't have to think about anything else. And I was doing that with the charge shot as well. So if you were watching my stream, uh, you would notice that I would just shoot charge shots just off into the ether just over and over again <laughs> because i was really mo- mostly focusing on platforming and right. so i just completely erased that out of my head well i feel like that was the benefit of the chasers like i could focus on platforming then right like that's what saved me on the dragon is i could jump to each cloud that i needed because i didn't have to aim i think the ch- i think the chaser is so much weaker though than the charge oh, it shot. is so but if like, you can dodge, like, no problem just like don't get I, if i hit one charge shot that is like 10 15 seconds of chaser shot so it's like i only need to hit once and then i've already done all of that damage and so if i ever get a moment where i can stand there and shoot like you know the beginning of the b and that cop b shows up i i can hit that guy three times i only have to hit him like one more time 
and then he's dead with the charge right. shot. I all I have to do is jump over him, dodge the stupid other bee, and then just shoot the him in the bee. face, and then mm -hmm. he's dead already. That's how strong that stupid gun was. I as long as you're not using the fourth heart, because the fourth heart makes you weaker. Right. I had to retrain myself to think, too, because that was, like, the, the thing I couldn't wrap my head around was, like, the charge shot's obviously stronger, but to me, like, more bullets in my head, like, equates with, like, more damage. So I'm just like, oh, I don't want to give up, like, shooting, like, bullets constantly for, this, like, this one shot, but... It, it turned out that it actually worked out pretty well. And yeah, I was mostly focusing on platforming while I charged the shot and then I would take the the one critical shot. And then, yeah, it, it, you get good enough to the point where you're just constantly hitting those shots and it, it kind of it kind of balances out. What fucking destroyed me on the B was when I realized the final form of the B was at the bottom of the screen. Yeah, and I, I was like, oh, yeah. I don't think the charge shot is going to work for you because you can only shoot no, down didn't. if you're falling down, right? No, you can aim. You can we stop and down. aim. But I... I I uh, just I think it's on a bumper, and I was using the left one for A, oh, and I was like, long. I have to oh, rekeybind yeah. everything, and I'm just like, oh god, I'm not gonna rekeybind <laughs> everything. Yeah, like I was. That's why I used the chaser rounds on the B. That way, I could just focus on dodging whenever it was down on the bottom of the screen. Yeah, and I got good at jumping and shooting down, but sometimes I would my down and my A would be too close together, and the game Oof. would interpret that as go down the platform, and I would right. fall straight down into the into the boss and every time that happened i'd go oh, oh. <laughs> nave's getting upset <laughs> yeah. all right so let's take a step away from the difficulty complaining or whatever uh the art style is insane in this game there's a reason it oh, won yeah. so many awards oh yeah all of the bosses well not all the bosses are fantastic but nave you got me because you were like oh this is the least imaginative boss in the game or something like that you're talking about the rat right yeah well, I love no. The rat. So no, shit, the rat was super there's cool. a lot of cool shit going on. But what I'm saying is that the 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 boss fight itself is just just it, in, in like the whole half of the screen's into in damage. Now this half of the screen's oh, yeah. in damage, and yeah. then the next part of the fight is this thing's falling. Like what is what is the most interesting as far as mechanical uh, boss that you think? What the fuck was that sentence? Oh jeez. <laughs> no, I, I know what, I know what you said. Um, I lost it. He's just seen what boss is like the most in, like mechanically interesting, right? Oh, um, or just in general, I guess. Let me look at the list real quick. I'm gonna uh, immediately rule out all of the of... the airplane ones. <laughs> okay, if you, mm, the robot had a lot of features, features or whatever, but it was hell to play. Nave, let me describe the robot to you. So the robot is just a wall in front of you. It's like an iron giant. And the whole point is you have to break three separate parts on him. But every part you break, he gets harder to fight. So you have to choose kind of which order to break each thing. So you know, like, oh, at one point he's sending out, like, homing ships at the bottom. But if you break yeah. that, he starts sending out homing ex giant exploding missiles. Or it's like he has a death laser on top of his head. If you destroy the death laser, he starts shooting out, like, pulses of broken parts. Like, it, it gets ridiculous. You break that. And then you get into a really obnoxious se section where you have to dodge the homing exploding missiles while shooting his head as it's flying around like Eggman at the oh bottom God. top of the screen. It's, it's so annoying. It takes so long. It's it just so wastes dumb. your time. You, you never get hit unless you, you just goof up. But it's so it's easy, but it just takes so long. And the final part is just an endless pattern bullet hell where he's just <laughs> endlessly firing shots at you in just a huge spider web pattern. Like it looks like... I don't even know how to describe it. Like, it is just so hard to move. Yeah. And you have to chase his little Eggman pod at the same time 
there's just giant gates that are like moving towards you. So you have to like <laughs> dodge the gates. You have to dodge the bullet hell and you have to line up your shots because you're in the airplane. So there's no homing shots or anything like that. And God, it's, it's so hard. Did you I ever switch the, weapons into the bomb? Yeah, but you can't really get above them because you have to be like dodging the gates at the same time or the walls and right. the bullet hell. So you're better off just going with the gun unless you can get, get up close. But you can't get close because he's shooting out the stupid the things and they spread out the farther away they get. So you want to be as far away as possible. It's a nightmare. I think the train was pretty cool. Like Dude, the train was, I, I never beat that. I didn't the beat the train, the train but it's mostly cool. because I didn't, because I started the train and I was like, okay, I can probably do this, but I know that that bee is down there haunting me. And I know as soon as I beat this, I've got to <laughs> beat that bee. So I'm going to go beat the bee now. And then yeah. I didn't beat the bee. <laughs> Yeah, oh. the train is probably one of the funnest ones. It's not that hard, and it's just it's good. And it's interesting because you're on a little platform, and each side you have to parry it to move it to the left or the right. So you have you're either left left screen, right screen, or center screen. And there are always these things in the sky dropping bricks that you can also parry, but uh, they're dropping down onto your things to actually uh, to move your thing without your consent. So you're gonna move <laughs> to the wrong spot, but uh, each phase of the boss kind of goofs with that in some different way, and so I thought that that was really cool. What about you, Eric? You got a notable boss? Uh, I think a couple of them. So I'm, I'll pick one of each. I think for the airplane the, of all the airplane bosses, the the genie was my favorite one. I just thought that one was like super cool mechanically with like all, all the different stuff that he did. Um, even though that one was like really super annoying. And then I think out of all the general bosses, I like the design and the gameplay of Ribby and Croaks, the frogs. Uh, Dude, oh, so yeah. yeah i just think there's a lot of cool variety in that one even though it's like one of the earlier ones and like by the time you go back and play all these harder ones it's relatively simple but i just i like all the design of that i think it's i think it's super cool so those are probably my favorites um i hated the dragon but at the end of like the dragon i ended up having like a begrudging respect for it kind of so <laughs> like, I, I like think... nod your head he nods all three of his heads back and so you had a yakuza boss fight with the dragon yeah. essentially yeah like he earned my respect so I, I did i did like that one a lot too so those are probably just a couple of my favorite notable ones fuck that bird though yep. the birdhouse i hated that one i just okay. i could not for the life of me do that one at all like it was so especially on expert like it was so difficult uh the feathers navy you know the feathers yes. in the bird one how it just yeah. like spreads yeah. out and goes off. that is the end of the the robot one it's just the feathers but it never that stops was constantly though yeah it's just on yeah. it's nonstop. that's super easy <laughs> the hardest part of the bird is the end whenever it's like shooting the it's on the stretcher god yeah. it's oh, such yeah. a good dude it's such a, well this is the it's thing so funny this is what yeah. i was gonna say is that the the separation in like spectacle from the bullet hell sections to the uh normal platforming boss fight sections is so insane like there's a huge schism of when you watch someone if you watch someone play those bullet helmet the ones it's so everything is so cool looking like the right. game in, enti in its entirety there's not a single boss that sucks i think maybe yeah no there's not really a single boss that sucks every single one of them is interesting in their own unique way but when you watch these bullet especially like the genie i love watching the genie or the person that turns oh, yeah. into the moon like I, I love the bullet hell bosses so much just from their visual design alone yeah, talking about the blimp turns into the moon. I think. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Is that? God. I think that's the first airplane one, which is why it's a blimp or something like that. It's like Cuphead so, takes yeah. to the skies. <laughs> <laughs> which uh, were you guys Cuphead or Mugman mains? Cuphead. Yeah, I played I, Cuphead since too. I played with my friend, I mostly played as Mugman. So I, Ooh, I was player a, two. I was, I was a player Dude. two. Yeah, the Dom. <laughs> 
Well, it was his house, so I, I gave him for player one rights. You know, I as, almost as played as uh, Chalice, but I think she plays differently. So I was like, ah, never mind. <laughs> oh, interesting. Yeah, I got to play. So I didn't actually, I didn't play the DLC that came out. Yeah, I didn't either. get to do that. So, Seems what was the very first boss that you ran into where you were like, oh no, like this game might actually like you because everyone went into this going, ah, this game is going to be hard. I already know. But mm -hmm. what was the first boss where you went to it and you were like, oh, you had that pit in your stomach, like I might not be able to do this. The dragon and the bird. Because I was bouncing back between them, and I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to progress because these are the these are the final two, and I don't know if I can get past them. Things for me was the clown, Beppy the clown, with that roller coaster, because just because there's like so much going on on the screen, I was just like, I don't know if I can process all of this to like overcome it. So, I, but yeah, I think I beat the roller coaster one like pretty early. Like I think it was like the second time I got to the end, I beat it, and I was just like. Whew, I'm glad I did it then because if I didn't do it then, it was going to take me another five hours. So I'm never having yeah. a run like that again. But um, right. the first one that I thought of like that was the the Candy Queen. Oh, Whenever yeah. I got to the Candy Queen, uh, well, the first time I got to it, I was like, oh shit! Like this game is this is it's so early on, but that's a right. pretty difficult boss fight. <laughs> so that was the first game. time that I was like, oh no, I might not. It's like the it's the little tiny candies running along the bottom that blend yeah. in with the foreground and then all of the shit that you have to dodge as well. So there's like this there are moments where you literally have nowhere to go. You're going to right. take damage. And like those moments are always like very frustrating for me because it's like I it's like if I mess up, I'm like okay, messed up. But if I feel like I got screwed over, I'm like ooh, video game. <laughs> but it's like when Dark Souls uh, bosses swing through the geometry and hit you. You're like, yeah. yes. But um, <laughs> yeah. So, but uh, the second boss that it was like that was the dragon, and I got stuck on that dragon for like months. Like not yeah. every day. I would come back like once a week maybe, and I'd try the dragon for another couple hours, and I'm like, this is never gonna fucking happen. <laughs> Um, where, since you, both of you guys beat this, uh, where do you think, did you go and like research how to like get better at this game or did you have any resources or anything? Like, what did you do to like get yourself through? Because I mean, Eric said he had a friend. I think Philip played it all alone. I played it alone <laughs> as well. If I had a friend there with me, I would probably would have beaten this game to be honest. Like if this game had online and I could play with Philip, especially if it's me and Philip, because me and him are butt chugging Mountain Dew, Monster Energy Drink gamers. Right. But, um, if you can me revive by each myself, other? I'm like, oof. Mm, we would have done it yeah, yeah so that was there would be times where if like we were playing we were stuck on a boss and, and the gimmick when you play with a person is like the bosses have extra health to account for that extra person um, but you, get, you have a chance to revive the other person yes. though yeah you do uh so if we were having a problem like we would literally like step away for like five ten minutes like go into his kitchen like grab a drink and like literally draw battle plans on like the countertop be like okay like if we do okay. this better or like we focus on it so like i had a sounding board to like be able to improve my game off of um, and I did like watch a couple of like the YouTube, like how to be better at Cuphead and pretty much like the majority of it was just like, hey, get better at parrying to get your super up faster and just get better at dodging. And I was like, well, OK, that that's so I did focus on those two things a lot, like the about the second island through. I was like, yeah, I need to be better at dodging. Yeah, I need to be better at um, parrying because like Nate said, once you like get those supers in there, the parrying fills those up super fast. And like especially when you're on the harder difficulties and the bosses have more health the supers help a lot that you really need those. So I had to look up like, I was like, I, I, I'm doing something wrong. I'm never going to beat this game. And I'm starting to like, Oh no, I want to be a game reviewer, but I don't want to be the game <laughs> reviewers that can't beat Cuphead type thing, you know? And so I'm like, man, I'm going to look it up. I looked it up for the robot and I looked up for King dice 
mm. because King Dice has that jumping mechanic. Oh yeah. And of course the top thing is like, yo, just jump over the thing. Just, <laughs> just, just do it. <laughs> just do it. Just get favorite. good, kid. You know, like it was it was that one. And I'm like, oh man, that sucks. And then I'm like, okay, what about what about the robot? I go and I'm like, you know, watch a guide. She's like, all right, guys, you know, hello and welcome to my YouTube. I'm gonna show you how to beat the robot. <laughs> I need Bless first him. you need to beat you need to blow up the pieces in this order. And you know, that guy was an idiot. I completely I went with my own orders. That guy didn't know what he was talking about. But in the end, it's always YouTube. like, doesn't matter what order you beat the first part, because you still gotta do the long part where you shoot him in the middle, where he's just a floating head. And right. then you get to the bullet hell, and the bullet hell is just just don't die. Just don't get hit. That's what it comes down to. Like every boss in the game comes down to just don't get hit. <laughs> My primary source essentially was, uh, and this happens a lot whenever I'm playing hard games, is to just go and look up speed runs of the games that I'm watching mm. and to see what yeah. they're doing and try and incorporate that into my playstyle. So whenever I was playing that uh, Baroness Von whatever, the Candy, Candy Queen, Queen, um, I went and I looked up those uh, YouTube videos of those VODs of people speedrunning. I see all of these people using the charge shot, and I'm like, well, these guys are the fastest, so they must know something right. about this charge shot. And once I started using that charge shot, I was like, oh, this is my baby. Like, <laughs> oh, I, I, I the gun. Yeah, so I thought that there was the tracer was the one that you it, like they just mindlessly shoot and then prioritize dodging. No, it's the charge gun because it's literally just like shoot to the right. Most bosses are almost always in one side of the screen, so it's like as soon as I count to like one one Mississippi, look to the right and let go of X, and then start dodging again and just do that over and over and over again. And uh, that's kind of what I learned. That's kind of where I picked that up from. Mm. Now. To take a step away from the bosses, have you guys watched the TV show? I have Is not it out? yet. It's on yeah, Netflix. It right? has two seasons out. Nice. I've heard it. I've heard it's good. I wanted to watch it and check it out. Yeah, I I've think w- it's in aimed preparation. At kids, right? Yeah, it's it's a kid show. I I watched all two seasons in this last week, and it is actually a pretty good show as it turns out. It's not outstanding, but I mean, all the monsters are there, all the characters, and it's funny because they give them so much more backstory than you get in the game. Cause in the game, you don't get a lot of backstory. It's just like, here's the boss wallop, you know? Right. And in the Be show, it's so much like, out. Yeah. yeah, that was pretty good. <laughs> Great day for a, whatever. So did they, did they predict, they, did they, uh, specifically aim. Is it like aimed at kids? Would you say the show is? Yeah, I would think? say it is, but I mean, it's not like they're talking down to kids or anything like that. Oh, okay. It's just so, like a silly cartoon. I was gonna say that's the most evil thing ever. If they like specifically aim this game or aim the show at children, oh, yeah. and then they get people to Mommy, the kids I to buy the game, like Cuphead for Christmas. Yeah, and it's just absolutely the most brutal thing ever. <laughs> like that's really evil. <laughs> well, it's funny. Like the, the whole premise is once again, uh, Cuphead owes his soul to the devil, mm. and hijinks ensue from there. Yeah. But instead of uh, them losing in a casino or whatever, I don't remember exactly how it's been so long since the beginning of the game. Uh, in the show, they make it where he loses ski ball and he bets his soul, his soul on ski ball, when he, which and they call it soul ball. That's and much more kid like, friendly. Yeah, don't. Yeah, they make kid friendly. They're like, you can't do this, you know, pretty much. God, so stupid. But they end up getting his soul back. And of course, they deal with the devil. Mm-hmm. That's that's all. That's all show. Yeah. What did you guys think of? Uh, what'd you guys think of it if we could step away from the boss? There are a couple like running gun levels on this. What'd you guys think of those? The worst. Hate them. Terrible. Never played. Hate them. 
I felt I felt the similar way. I was just like, yeah, these are uh, at first I thought this is what the game was actually going to be. And I'm just like, oh, no, I'd much oh, rather man. like bang my head against a boss like these. These levels are terrible. I hate it. <laughs> I remember we logged in one day and I'm like, oh, how far did you get, Nave? And he's like, I forgot the run and gun levels were optional. So I just spent three hours on like one. Level. Yes, I spent three <laughs> hours on the run and gun level with the crabs and shit. And I didn't oh, even yeah. beat it. Oh, it. that one's rough. <laughs> I kept getting to the very one. end where you're on the octopus and you have to parry and stuff, which is not that bad, but it, there's fish always. And what I would always do, because just to spite me, because I hate platforming, I would walk a little too far to the left and fall through the fucking platform and yep. die. And I would just be like, <laughs> why is it that wide if the fucking box isn't that wide? And I would just get so – I would sit there for like five minutes just complaining to no one into the fucking ether <laughs> like why 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 game developers why <laughs> those are the when i got the most angry i hardly ever really got angry when i was fighting the bosses usually i slip you can tell how angry i am on a scale from one to ten by how quiet i start getting because oh, no. how close to the backflip i'm getting because i <laughs> Yeah. I, I get real quiet and I'm just like, oh, yeah, all right, that happened to me. And that is the angriest I can get before I'm about to throw my controller because cause I don't care anymore. I'm like, I, I can't care less that, that I'm not going to beat this. <laughs> See, that's such a weird, I don't know, like psychology to me. Like, I don't feel that whenever I play the game. Like, yeah, it sucks when I die, but... I don't know. Maybe it's because I beat Power Wash Simulator. I'm a pro-determined gamer. I can't give <laughs> up. I, I play Final Fantasy 13 too. To legendary the patience. I think it's how much you associate yourself with video games, like mentally. Like how much do you think video games are a part of you? And so mm -hmm. it's like when you when I lose at a video game, I take it personally. So I took really? it personally. I go, I get really, I'm like, and not only did I lose, I am a bad per human being <laughs> and oh, I no. should die. Your self-worth is oh, affected. Yeah. It's completely <laughs> like a Star Wars like Ray Shields. We're God, better than this. Especially yeah, if it's right. a game I'm supposed to be good at. Like Philip knows he's played Halo Infinite with me. And when I'm not doing good, like, oh no. Like, <laughs> if it, It's like, if Philip's not doing good, I'm like, Philip, what's wrong? What are you doing? <laughs> I'm not mad at anyone. If it's a random, I'll be like, there's a fucking guy that's 4 and 15 on our team right now. But I won't be upset. But if I'm 4 and 15, I am incredibly upset at myself. Right. Like, I am like, I'm the, my biggest bully. It kills right. me because I don't know what to say to you at that point because anything I just hit you with my <laughs> constant like, don't worry, Nave, you can do it. Which oh, no. that doesn't help. I know it doesn't help. I there's, do it every time. Dude, there's nothing you can say. There, like it's what you do, which is just kind of be quiet. Like that's the best way. Just let me get through that that part. Like let me get through it because no matter what, I'm gonna go objection and fucking counter <laughs> counter attack somehow because yeah. that's where my brain is at right now. I'm in a corner. I'm a scared little mice. Well, you know what? The number one idea that kept me grounded every time I would die or something like that, I would think this is beatable. Like, obviously, like it's so simple. And like, I would die and be like, man, didn't be, I didn't beat it. I failed. But then I'm like, this can't be beaten. And then I would just go back into it. Like, I don't know, like mm -hmm. something about knowing that this game has an ending. It's not like an endless runner or something like that. Like, like, Nate, you play fucking rock band on the hardest pro difficulties you can. And some of those songs look like they physically cannot be played on a plastic <laughs> guitar. <laughs> but you still try to play them. Like, I don't, how does that I not transfer over? I don't know. There's something about Rock Band that's different. Where it's like, Rock Band, I'm not like trying to beat a score. I'm trying to enjoy the rhythm rather than play a game. So I'm not really playing a game more than I am just experiencing music in a different way. 
But speaking of grounded, you said grounded. That reminded me. Grounded. I played some grounded uh, the really? other day. Uh, people found out that if you go online, and you can you, if you play online, you can save or you can share saves. So somebody with 300 hours and all the achievements went around sharing his save to everyone. And so I went in there and unlocked all the gamer score in 10 seconds. <laughs> you dirtbag. <laughs> Every scummy gamer alert. <laughs> no, but it's fine, though, because I was in the Discord where the guy was... So this is the thing. It's kind of like a, a virus a little bit, where now that I have the save, I can share the save. So I was in the Discord sharing saves for like 30, oh, 45 minutes while I was watching chess tutorials and stuff. I'm like just giving... Because all you have to do is just go with their gamer tag, add them as a friend, and then share it to them. So it's like... There was a there was a zeitgeist for a few days about Grounded, of all games. <laughs> But yeah, psychology of angry gamers. Go on. <laughs> oh, no. I mean, that was just my psychology of being determined, like, I can do it. And then I yeah. would do it. It's like people, because I go into that mode, too, where it's like people have beat this. Like, this isn't, yeah, like, like horrible. I've seen right. it. I watched a video of somebody beating the robot. And I'm like, oh, that's how you do it. You just don't get hit. Yeah. Sometimes it's all. Sometimes that's all you need is that little extra. Oh, somebody's done this before, and I, and I think too for me that's where I liked the progress bar at the end because I would see like, oh, like I'm nearly there. I'm almost there. I just need to do a little more. Like I, I, I can do it because look how far I've gotten. So I think that yeah. that helped me psychologically. No, see, specifically this is on what my brain. In my oh, brain, yeah. I'm oh, like the opposite. It's the opposite. I'm like, oh, you pathetic little weakling. You couldn't go for one more second <laughs> look how without close getting you hit. Were. <laughs> I'm like, look at that, Nave. You had one more second. That's all you needed. You idiot. Well, I mean, some of the most inspiration I get is whenever like I was behind you because I was stuck on I was working on the B or something like that, and you went the other way and you beat the mermaid and the pirate and oh, all I that stuff. Oh, I slammed through everything else. And I was like, oh, this yeah. game is easy. And then like I go to the mermaid and I get he spanks my butt. And I'm like, oh, man, I don't know if I can do this. But then I remember, Nave beat it. I can beat it. And then I beat it. And I'm like, that's ultimate all Ultimate inspiration. <laughs> it was the pirate ship, by the way. You're right. It's the pirate ship that shoots the laser. And I remember you going, I can't beat that pirate ship. That laser lasts too long. Because you were using your special, I assume. But whenever yeah. the first time I saw the laser, I was like, oh, it's pink. Boing, 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 boing. Oh, you boing. jump on top and of I'll, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just bounce off of it over and over it. again. What? You can duck yeah, under you can hold, okay. There's a treasure chest, though, that drops up and down to the crane or whatever. Yeah. The box. Oh. So you have to make sure you get far enough away that the crane doesn't have time because the laser lasts so long that you cannot stand up. But that the chest doesn't move over to you to drop down on your head while you're crouched because you yeah. can't move while you're crouched. Yeah, I, I'm just I, I just got really good at parrying. So I the, instinctively, every time I see something pink, I go, oh, I need to parry off of that because I want my right. super back. I also find the concept of a pirate ship shooting a, a giant laser beam awfully hilarious. So yeah, he was firing my laser or yeah, my right. laser, <laughs> as the meme goes. All right, do you guys Knock have any more meat points? No. no, I think I've I think we I think I've covered everything I want I wanted to talk about. So yeah, yeah. All right, let's take a break and then we'll come back for our final words. And we're back, Cuphead. I'll take these first words as is my want to do Excellent. this game is going to be a not recommend for me Ooh. as far Whoa. as co-op gaming goes because i personally enjoyed this game quite a bit playing through it i'm probably never going to go back and maybe maybe though if i find the right person that wants to play with me i'll be like all right we can play some but i got everyone in my household to play this game with me and nobody wanted to keep playing with me because they were like my 
My 10-year-old, no, she was like, I'm not having this. I'm going to go play Fortnite. My 15-year-old, she's like, this game sucks. I'm going to literally just go in my room and watch YouTube. And my wife, she's like, nah, this game is too hard. It's It sucks to play. And so this game is seems not good co- cooperatively, unless I guess you have it, another clone of you that's a butt-chugging Mountain Dew gamer. But the art style is incredible. The sound design is great. I love the art. I love playing it. Like I love playing through like we through. I felt so good beating it that it actually inspired me to go back to another game that I had dropped because I thought it was too hard. And that was Tunic because Tunic was slapping me around. And it's like, I think I'm on like the first boss, which is like a giant golem monster or something like that. And I'm like, maybe I can go back and beat it though. Like I beat Cuphead. Like it's weird doing this podcast. Like I just want to talk about cooperative games, but I've been trying so many different titles that are testing me as a gamer, mostly in patience and somewhat skill, <laughs> like the Vinyl Fantasies, the Power Watch Simulator that I love to claim, uh, even stupid stuff like Alien Firestorm Elite or whatever. These, oh, Wolfenstein Youngblood. These games Garbage. that literally <laughs> test my limits as a gamer. And then I, I knock out Cuphead. I'm like, I can beat any game, which that seems so silly to say that oh no one's gonna make a, an unbeatable game that's bad game design no one's gonna do that but games are hard these days games were hard back in the day but this game inspired me to go back and play harder games or games that i was finding difficult before so i recommend this if you just really want a challenge to overcome probably not if you have any anger issues probably not <laughs> great for co-op so this is a light not recommend for me the what the what you were thinking about i had this story in my head of like i think it's the third time i've said that you're evoking imagery in my head philip with your words mm. um what I, what you were making me think of is that i'm the vegeta of the podcast and you're the goku <laughs> and i'm thinking about the time in frieza saga where vegeta's literally on the ground crying and he's like oh okay I I and then goku's around being a badass somewhere else it's like that and so like the wolfenstein specifically where i quit and Philip was fighting that boss by himself for like 20, 30 minutes because I was just sitting there just watching him. Just <laughs> like, I don't want to do this. And Philip was like, I'm not giving up, Navin. Neither are you. This is before I decided I, I'm just giving up. Like, I, this is too hard. You're but, so um, Vegeta like staring up at the rain as it falls down oh, on that's you. That's my favorite one. Guy. Where it's like yeah. Vegeta goes to the cliffs and just stands there and stares at nothing. <laughs> and it just rains on him. And he's just thinking. It's like, why can I not be that clown? Right. <laughs> God it's sort of resing anyway eric do you want to do the final words or sure just... yeah uh so i think my final words are kind of split i would say i would say alone it's probably a light not recommend for me um if you can find a couch co-op buddy it is a 100 percent strong recommend i think my experience was so enhanced literally playing through both this game twice on both difficulties with uh one of my best friends, uh, honestly, we became closer because of it. And uh, I, I just think that this game was perfectly designed to have that couch co-op experience in an era where that is becoming less and less and less of a thing. So I would highly recommend doing that. Yes, it's going to be difficult. Yes, it's going to test you. It's going to push you. But I think that experience of conquering a difficult game together with your friend is I think it's something that you definitely need to experience. So I I would highly recommend this. Um, Just know that your walls will speak afterwards because you will say things that you did not know you were capable of saying. But like I said, I came out on the other end of it feeling like, hey, I can, you know, 
anytime I get discouraged about playing a game or I think something's too difficult or I think I'm being bad, it's like I've beaten Cuphead and I've beaten Cuphead on the most difficult uh, difficulty. And that's like the one thing I hang my head on. I've never beaten Dark Souls or any of these other things that people always brag about. But it's like I've beaten Cuphead on the hardest difficulty. So that's my gamer moment. I'm really proud of it. So alone, light not recommend. I think it's worth experiencing because it's got beautiful artwork. And I, I respect the hell out of the people that hand drew this entire game. It's it's absolutely incredible. Uh, didn't really touch on the music, but the music's really awesome, too. All that jazz music. Yeah. It's great. Um, so worth experiencing alone, uh, worth playing through to completion with somebody sitting next to you. You know, it's funny you bring up Dark Souls as far as like, I don't know, like a claim of gamer skill. But like if you're talking about Dark Souls 1, the hardest boss in the game is literally Ornstein and Smog, which mm. you fight halfway in the game. And it's like oh, spoilers for Dark Souls 1. But <laughs> the final boss, when Lord of Cinders, he's a pushover. Like, right. He's like one of the weakest bosses in the game, which is thematic for the game because he's supposed to be like burned up at that point. But it's, I don't know. It's interesting because like this game definitely does have, I'd say, pretty good difficulty scaling. It's just like by the time I got to the devil, I felt I was good enough that they'd right. have to make it insanely harder for me to not beat the devil. Right. And I think I found it interesting, too, how it kind of has that. Not, like I say, it's not like Dark Souls, but it has that aspect where like when you talk to people that have played Dark Souls, you'll be like, oh, yeah, like I had a hard time with this boss. And somebody else will be like, oh, I beat that boss on the first try. Like yeah. there's a lot of that here where certain people will struggle like certain things differently. Like I said, I struggled with the dragon and the robot. And I've known my friends. They're like, yeah, we killed the dragon and the robot in like the first oh try. And I'm just like, I'm just like, what is wrong with you people? Dude, like that, that, those are so hard. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I, I think that's a really cool aspect. Nate, final words, go. Um, I have been pretty negative about this game. I mean, I don't think I've been that negative. I was more negative to Day by Daylight, I think. But, um, man, this is my negative negativity arc, I think. <laughs> the negativity arc. The, uh, from, from having this discussion, a lot of things have been going through my head. And the main thing that I've been holding on to was this comparison to Dark Souls, kind of. Which, I, 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 I mean, and not, like as a game i meant as like the uh type of individual playing this type of game somebody mm -hmm. who wants to overcome adversity somebody who doesn't yeah. mind spending a lot of time trial and error doing things over and over again and it makes me wonder uh like what what is it that's driving you is it the overcoming of adversity or is it the aesthetic of the game and as far as the gameplay is concerned from my point of view like as at it, like my type of game uh the gameplay was not worth trying to see what else the game had to offer for me and something in the most recent memory this will date the game but there was a game that came out that you might have heard of from us but it's called scorn and me and philip absolutely oh, yes. love that game but a lot of people who don't have the proclivity for uh, abstract puzzle solving um they washed out of that game really fast and that's it makes sense it's how much do you want to explore this world compared to how much effort you have to put into figuring out this stuff now scorn is a different beast because you can just google it and be like oh that's how you beat the puzzle um and elden ring is also a different beast because you can just google how what is the best build to get me through the game as easiest as possible as most dark souls games are most dark souls you can make them pretty easy like you can farm or do some kind of glitch for experience or whatever this game has nothing none of that like it has an easy mode, but you can't progress if you play on easy. Like you, you have to go back and beat it on normal. Mm -hmm. So it's easy mode is just training wheels mode. And so you can always just look this stuff up on YouTube if the aesthetic is what's uh, going to push you forward. 
Um, unfortunately for me, I, I couldn't do it. Um, uh, if I had Philip here, like physically to play with me, I have no doubt that me and Philip would beat this game. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's it's different having somebody there making the, because that that not only shoulders less responsibility on your uh, shoulders, oops, but nice. uh, Good. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it, it spreads out it spreads out the responsibility, but also it gives you another goal, which is have an experience with a friend. And so when you turn these things into experiences, it makes things a lot more bearable because it, it distracts you from some things that might be upsetting you. Like whenever me and Philip were playing uh, uh, Far Cry 6, I was kind of just mundane, like just completely glossy-eyed the whole time. It really just became a sandbox for me and Philip to kind of just wander around and talk while doing completely useless shit in a story that nothing matters. And I'm just crossing Philip my fingers that Philip's writing some of the story down because I'm not paying attention <laughs> to do it. But um yeah. How do you forget about El Tigre? Well everyone <laughs> loves El Tigre. That was the only as soon as oh, spoiler alert, as soon as El Tigre dies, I was like, I'm checked out. Like I'm done. <laughs> El Tigre is the done. only cool one. That's why they killed him. He's the only character in the whole game that was cool. But um yeah, uh, this experience playing this game, it definitely reinforces this idea that, like, every ga- every gamer has their own lane. And whenever you, if you know your lane, you know what kind of reviewer you want to be listening to to experience something like this. I don't think anyone who's been listening to this show expected me to be like, oh yeah, this game's fucking great. Because I have been pretty consistent on my dislike for 2d platforming games and stuff like of the nature like i've talked multiple times about how i can't play castlevania because i just get bored like i just get you tired of it i can't alone. play metroid the old school ones i'll play the shit out of prime but i won't play the old metroids i'll get about a third of the way through them um like hollow knight even the best ones like uh well okay I, I can just keep going on and on but like that's what i've i don't really I can't really get latched on to these games unless there's something incredibly compelling about them or they're very short and they don't take a lot of like strenuous effort out of my, like they're not testing my abilities as a gamer. And um, that's kind of where I sit. I can't recommend this game unless you really, really want to suffer, which (laughs) there are people who like that. Yep. So that's, uh, was that basically three semi or not recommends almost? (laughs) Well, so this is the interesting thing about this game, because I said I bought this game uh, when it first came out, and I also bought this game for Philip. And this is a game where even though I quit the game, and even though I dislike the game, like I really do not enjoy this gameplay, I don't regret buying it. Like this is something that I felt like I should have experienced as someone who is like this, like integrated in the no gamer, like someone who comes to someone who people come to all the time for game recommendations and stuff like that. Like, I feel like I had to have experienced this at least as much as I did to my yeah. wits end. <laughs> yeah. It's right. a semi for me. I, Cause I think I, I really, really think that the experience is enhanced while having somebody sitting next to you. Like I, I really, I really do. I, I beat it solo and, and with somebody else. And yeah, it wasn't really like by the time I got done with my solo run after beating it with somebody, I was just like, Oh, like, thank fuck. Finally. Whereas like, it's over. Yeah, it's over. Whereas like playing with a friend, there's like definitely more like elation and, and triumph and just, just better feelings all around. I, I really think at the end of the day, this game is meant to be, to be played with somebody sitting next to you. There is, that's interesting that you, you bring up the, the, the elation, uh, 
Like that, there were moments in this game for sure where I would beat a boss and I'd be like, yes, finally. But like, there were many bosses that I would get to a point where it's like the sunk cost fallacy inverts itself where it's like, oh, no yeah. matter what, <laughs> no matter if I beat this boss this run or not, I'm not going to feel good because of how long like it took me to beat this game boss. I'm not going to feel that elation. I'm just going to be de depressed that I was stuck on it for so long. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. So at this point, Eric, I want to thank you for coming out on the pod. Thank you guys for having me so much. I really appreciate it. I've been waiting since last year to get back on and talk to you guys about something. So I'm happy I got to come back on and talk about this. Thank you. A whole year. Hopefully we can have you back on before another year anniversary comes <laughs> around. Me in November next year again. We'll figure yeah. it out. <laughs> Hopefully it's not on the OST show about Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> I don't know if I want. I don't know if I want that. That'll be like a six-hour episode because I'll just go down the rabbit hole and then that'll be the end of it. Oof. All right, so Xenomorph that's unlockables, and he's and, the guy in this oh guy. <laughs> Nave, need to wrap this up. That's unlockables down in the the description below. Also, we'll probably put side quests down there too. I don't know if it's all in the same link tree. It's uh, no, there. it's not. They're different, but it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. You Nave, what are we out. playing next week? Maybe we're gonna be playing Halo, but I don't know what we're playing for the show. Have you played what? any Halo Infinite co-op? Do you know what are we playing for the show? Because I don't know. What are we playing for? The, I don't know what we're playing for the show. Oh shit! We had like the last <laughs> four weeks like planned out, so this is the first week where we're just like, uh. But yeah, <laughs> well, no, well, Nave, you're giving me so much guff because like I'm like, oh, I can't wait to experience all these new titles. You know, like Nave, let's play some Risk of Rain two and all this crazy stuff or whatever. I want you to get a computer that way we can play the Super Mario sixty four co op mod and crap like that. And you're like, I'm tired of playing bad games. I want to play Halo. <laughs> I do want to play Halo. <laughs> <laughs> like, i played some halo we, Infinite we've done like three episodes on halo infinite just this season this year we've done so many episodes on halo infinite oh guess what there's co-op now for reals this time oh my God. Mm -hmm. fine we'll, we'll do we'll do halo infinite or risk of rain it doesn't rain matter or whatever all right well thanks for joining us this week's co-op partners maybe next time we can all make a deal with the devil together it's a knockout <laughs>